passionately ugly history is geared towards those with mature vocabularies. Although we're teaching you something, we may we are not conducting ourselves in a professional manner. This means we curse a fucking lot. So, if you don't like cursing, female rage, millennial flippancies, or sarcastic political and social commentary, kindly fuck off. Okay, thanks. Hello, and welcome to Passionately Ugly History, where I, Heather, rant about parts of history that are, frankly, fucked up to my captive audience. My captive audience member is Danielle. What are you doing in my house? Well, my sister's back, but she's being a dick. <laughs> it's me. It's D. So, anyways, as some of you may know, this episode will be released on March 7th, because hopefully you're listening to it on March 7th or the following days, whatever. Um... I say some of you because I assume that at least two or three of you n- don't know what day it is. Um, it's okay. That's that's understandable. We've been there. We've been there. Um, but it will be released then that time. Anywho, March is Women's History Month in the United States of America. Yeah, um, uteruses. Yeah. That's um, terrible. <laughs> I found out recently that referring to your uterus a lot is weird for people who don't work in the medical field. I mean, I talk about it all the time, and, I'm, told and I'm in the I legal told, field. I told my <laughs> friend once about how I was, uh, how baby Yoda ha- caused my uterus to react like it needed a child. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, Danielle, that's weird. I was like, oh. Yeah, it is. You're right. <laughs> that like, is weird. I was going to say, this n- it depends on how who the people that you're talking to. It's I, I, uh, But I mean, in the medical, medically, you're talking about the uterus medically. No, I'm not medically. Sure. Medically, that's even more disgusting. But still, no, it's just referring to it as like the need, the biological but clock as a female is just straight, straight up your uterus. Not normal. But FYI. like people talk about ovaries exploding on the internet all the time. Oh yeah, they do. You're yeah. right. I, don't, I, don't I think maybe that d- just that one person just was not used to. It. I think if you said my ovaries exploded, she would have understood. But the uterus she part, does internet. Yeah, yeah, she does internet. Yeah. All right, back to the topic at hand. <laughs> Let's not talk about uteruses. Or we could. That's well fine. I mean, we are kind of. Yeah. So it's Women's History Month in the state, the United States of America. Uh, that being said, the next four episodes are going to be ba- about badass bitches because fuck yes. Uh, this is going to be called the HBIC series for Head Bitch in Charge, which no. we I don't all really think you needed to define that one. I think most <laughs> people know what that means. I mean, we got some people from other countries that may not use the same abbreviations. I mean, there's the c- we get we consistently get a listen in Sweden, and okay, it makes Sweden. me very happy. I like Sweden. <laughs> it makes me very happy every time Sweden lights up on Swedish my. Swedish uh, people are so pretty. They really are, and they. I have both admire it and resent it. They also have really good music because I fucking love metal. Well, yeah, <laughs> we all went through a Swedish metal phase. Yeah, we really did. I remember your Swedish metal phase. You had yeah. all those cool shirts. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Do you still have some? Probably in my pajama drawer, if I Probably. Those were big shirts. I think shirts. I still have my Cradle of Filth one, but yeah, I don't think I Cradle of Filth is back Sweden. It, back when you f- initially went through the metal phase, you were also in your baggy shirt phase. Oh, yeah. They were huge. Yeah. So they're, they're probably great pajama shirts. We are way so... This okay. part's not supposed Focus, to be this long. Heather, Jesus. God, I suck at this. Get your shit together. I'm sorry. Anyways. <laughs> All of them, uh, everybody in the HBIC... Um, category are uh, did something remarkable in their lifetime but also had somewhat of a fucked up time i mean as a woman in history you're gonna have a fucked up time to begin with so the topics were plentiful we had a lot of ideas we picked and choose so um this one specifically 
was selected by Danielle um, for uh, the reasons that she's going to state right now. So it'd be important to note that I picked Marie Curie. He hadn't said her name yet. I know. I wanted you to introduce uh, her. Oh, okay. So I picked Marie Curie that. because <laughs> as a whole in science, she's the one that you're consistently taught about because she came up with, she discovered one of the most important parts of physical science, which is radioactivity. And she was also just a fucking bad bitch. She uh, would, she lived in a world where she couldn't be educated and she was anyway, and she helped educate other women and she was constantly fought against by the, the norms and everything. And she kicked ass. Yeah. Um, so we're going to, she's unapologetic about it too, which is what I love. But, uh, so the sources for this episode are the nobelprize.org, mariecurie.org.uk, a TED talk, uh, hosted by Shohini Ghos, uh, called the genius of Marie Curie, uh, the history chicks podcast. They had two episodes in August and September of 2016 that talked about Marie Curie specifically history.aip.org, the Smithsonian magazine. And of course, I traipse through Wiki because I am a scholar. That's what scholars do. I'm a gentleman and a scholar. Wait, 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 wait. This is Women's History Month and you calling yourself a gentleman? You a gentle lady. I am claiming the term gentleman as a woman's term. No, it, gentle lady. Embrace those ladies. But I'm definitely not gentle. And I'm not a lady. Fuck. All right. We're going to move on. Gentle <laughs> bitch. I'm Gen- a gentle I'm bitch. I'm a gentle bitch. We're not gentle, though. We use a bitch. We straight up bitches. We straight up bitches. Anyway, that's something like 100% that bitch sort of thing. Alana used that in the in episode that four. One. I <laughs> love that song. <laughs> I, that I still don't know that song. I still haven't really listened to it. Oh but it, but like the, out, Heather, you're but, missing out. But the girl I tutor for, it came on while we were tutoring, and I just heard the ding, 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 ding. And I was like, no, because I know the tune. And uh, uh, it was bum, bum. <laughs> the bum, bum Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Anyways, let's get started. Marie Curie was born... Maria, Maria uh, Skodowska. I think I did that. I'm not. These Polish. are Polish names, people. We're yeah. not good at Polish Give, pronunciation. Yes, I mean we come from that around Unless that area. Unless it has a ski in it, I'm not going to do. Yeah, well. we come from around that area, but uh, nah, not Romania. Yeah, Romania and Ukraine. Yeah, we're Ukraine too. Yeah, All technically right. it was part of Russia when we were in it, though. Well, I mean, yeah, but Ukraine. Kiev. Ooh, ooh. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, she graced the world with her presence in November seventh of 1867 in Warsaw, Poland. Uh, she was the youngest of five, and her parents were both school teachers. Um, her parents were very poor. Fun little tidbit. Uh, a source that I found cited that both of her, f- both her father and mother's families lost their property and fortunes through their involvement with the Polish national uprisings throughout the years, um, which means they were fiercely proud of being Polish, which they passed on to Maria. I always enjoy a proud Polish person. Yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, th- I they mean, love them pierogies. Those pierogies are fantastic. I would be proud. Alone oh, for pierogies alone. I mean, I know I may. There's a lot of like we're generalizing. Uh, yeah, but like I remember when I used to tell those like Polish jokes. The how everybody you, told how the was that, yeah the Polish. How do you stop a Polish tank? <laughs> you shoot the guys behind it, pushing it. How do Does you s- how do you sink a, a Polish submarine? Put it in water. Yep. <laughs> I remember telling that to Control Delete, and he was laughing for like five minutes. Oh yeah, he doesn't know Polish jokes. Yeah, he doesn't know Polish jokes. It's like strictly an American thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Which like doesn't really make sense. I'm a sure lot of Polish people came over here. I know, but like, and Polish people love to make fun, but okay, uh, like, okay. fun of themselves. But also like historically, sometimes like 
it's important to note as well that historically Polish people contributed a lot to math they, and science. They did, but also militarily. Ew. Yeah, they had a bad time. <laughs> Which is probably where... Well, they're why landlocked, aren't they? Yeah. So they couldn't have a navy. Yeah, but like what but I mean by... Mili- they did like a lot of really dumb things militarily, like around the crime... Like like in World War One, when... Uh, well, Poland was one of the first... Oh, uh, that's World War One. Yeah, and, no, and World War... No, I'm sorry. World War Two, when Hitler came into Poland, he was fighting people... He was fighting cavalry with tanks. Poland had cavalry. Yeah, but they didn't... That was the hard. That was the highest they had. Okay, so it was. It, that's Let's focus. This I isn't about I, Poland. I, I'm, what I'm saying is, I think that that's where the whole stereotype. Because notice that both my Polish jokes involved Military. war machines. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> I think they're in a better spot now. 100. percent Poland's great. I want to go one day. Um, moving the fuck along. Uh, Marie's father. Uh, Vendislaw. We're just gonna call him Dad. Vladislav. Vladislav. Thank you. That's probably wrong, but I think, I think it you're sounds actually right better. Because history chicks said it a lot, and I think it's what is love. I think you're right. Uh, he taught ma- he taught mathematics and physics already two subjects I suck at. Actually, I never I'm taught on physics. one for two on those ones. Which one? I'm terrible at math. Oh. I'm not terrible, <laughs> but how can you? You're a scientist. I'm not terrible at math. I'm just like usually I have to second guess my math all the time. Mm. I always triple check math yeah, just because I, I know I make stupid mistakes with zeros all the time. I just I just I'm just awful. It makes me panic. Math makes me I know. I tried to tutor you in math, and you ended up dropping the class, and I was doing great. (laughs) No, you weren't. I was still failing. (laughs) Mm. Um, I I appreciate the effort, and I I think I repaid it with helping you with Latin. No, because I still failed that class. Then we we had the same result. You didn't fail Latin. I think you got a C. No, I I did get a C. You passed it, because you definitely got the And then I was like, I don't care about Latin. I'm not taking this again. Yeah, I think that was back when you were, like, thinking of going into, like, the medical field, like, doctors. Yeah, I was thinking about going to med school, so I figured. Yeah. Anyway, what's it? Keep on. We keep doing that. Let us love. All right, let us love. Um, So, at the time, Poland was partitioned off by many different countries, Russia being one of them. At this, at some point, the study of laboratory instructions was discontinued by order of the Russians at Polish schools. I mean, you're Russian now. You don't need to know. You don't need to do so well in laboratory. Because even before Marie Curie, like Danielle said, they, really, they contributed to mathematics and science. That's, that's what Polish people did. They well, were all great at it. They were educated. Yeah, there they were, were all great. Uh, this led uh, Vladislav to take some of his equipment home because he was a teacher. Uh, he took some of his equipment home and just decided he would teach his kids there. As I mentioned before, Maria, uh, Maria, she's going to be called Maria until we get to France, guys. Um, so Maria had four siblings. Zofia was the oldest, then uh, Josef, and then Broslana, no, Bronislava, and Helena. Uh, just in case you can't tell because you know, Polish, uh, three out of the four of those uh, were women. Yosef jo- oh, is the only uh, male. I think uh, most people could tell, like, Yosef. I know, but, like, I'm just saying, just Polish. You never know. Did, don't, I don't know. I, I was going to say something about gendering, but I, go on. Uh, so that meant that... Uh, I know it sounds bad, but usually for me in, like, Eastern European languages, if it ends in an A, a lot of the times I'm like, hmm, and I'm not sure, I usually go for, mm, it's probably a girl. That's a that's a safe assumption. I mean, it's not true because there's like definitely guide. Is there? I have no idea. But either way, um, anyways. So, uh, so because they're all, um, most of them are women. That that means that uh, Ladislaw. That's what I'm saying, that right? 
Daddy Curie. Or dad. Daddy, Daddy. Dad. Let's just call him Dad. Let, no, let's not call him Daddy. Daddy's not good. Dad right. bad. Dad. 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 Papa. Papa. We're going to call him Dad. We'll just call him Dad. But she probably called him Papa. Okay, Papa. Papa had every intention of teaching to teaching science to his badass daughters. That's that's essentially it. Like he was teaching it to three daughters and, and a son. And I think this is kind of interesting because as you'll explain later and stuff with the restrictions of girls that he was like, I have all this knowledge yeah. and I need to give it to, I, I, I need to pass it on. Yeah. It, I think it's, what's really interesting is like he has all this knowledge and he just zero gives zero shits that there are women. And that kind of almost passes on to Marie. Mm-hmm. She almost gives it. She's like, I don't understand why it makes such a difference. Well, that they I'm they also lived in like a very exciting time for yeah. science and stuff yeah. like that, because it was at a point where people were starting to, to really like publishing was it's a big thing. And it everybody being, it stopped being magic. you read things from <laughs> around the world. And well, no, not so much as that. Like that, that started the early 1800s. Mm-hmm. But like it was it's more just like this is when science was in popular culture more and everything like the the race to do this you yeah, know it was, it was really a thing. it was a thing it was i like don't think it was, it was as big, big a, in 1867 but like as the the 1880s 1890s is when things started like fucking oh yeah booming. and we're going to talk about that um both her f- both her father and her mother taught polish language and history to the kids uh, to all their kids as well again this is illegal they're russian now according to russia oh wait so they needed to know polish and russian I mean, Marie Curie spoke at least three languages. I mean, back in the day, most people did. Yeah, I know. What a life. I wish. I know. Um, now, you should probably learn a little bit more about how the state schools of Poland ran under the Russians. The school, uh, obviously, the school that um, the ever so gifted Marie went to was technically illegal as they the, uh, and they practiced instruction instru- I'm sorry inspector drills instead of fire drills all throughout her elementary school years so like an inspector would come in they would hide all the polish books and they would like and the inspector would make them answer questions like who is uh who is um the who who rules this country what what country are you a part of and sh- you yeah things that a good soviet would know this good is comrade. soviet Oh, it's not comrade. No, this, oh, is this, not, this is in the 1800s, yeah, 1911. historian. Come on. Yeah, I know. That's why I was So like, this was under the czars. This so. is under the czars. All right. Um, so, like, you know, the, who who rules our country? What fa- the, like the dynasties? The divine czar so-and-so. I can't remember. I, it's not Alex. It's not Alex. It's not Alexander. They, they, they do Alexis and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I can't remember which but one it's it the was. Romanovs. Well, they took over around uh, Catherine the Great. So the Romanovs did? No, no, I mean, like, they took over Poland, Poland around Catherine the Great. So it's it's somewhere uh, between the Catherine, Catherine the Greats the and the Great Roma- was Romanovs. She was going to actually be one of the people we talked about in the head. head she b- is a, head she is a head bitch. For sure. um, but uh, we decided against it just because I've already got some Poland in here, which is, I, I don't know. We just Nobody wanted to, that's fine. Other I people d- wanted to do different things. Yeah, exactly. Fine. So it's There's fine. a lot to pick from. You don't have to, There's you have so four. Many. I have four. <laughs> and the, the only reason it's only four guys is, I got I got a full time job, guys, <laughs> so I can't be researching all the time. Anywho, um, w- so we talk a lot about uh, dad. Uh, what about Maria's mother? You ask. Well, I'm gonna tell you about Maria's mother. As soon as Google slides, uh, uh, Broslana, not to be confused with Maria's older sister. Um, oh, they have the same. They have the same name. Yeah, they have the same okay, name. Good to know. Um, eventually, Sorry. I'm gonna shift to the nickname because. Uh, Saying the full name is tiring. Bro. <laughs> That's not her nickname. It's Bronya. But, uh, <laughs> but okay. Remember down? She, 
<laughs> you want to bro down? <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> anywho, uh, operate. She operated a boarding school for girls prior to Marie being born, and when Marie was ten, she actually died of tuberculosis. Ugh, tuberculosis uh, is rough. How did she contact tuberculosis? You may ask. It's Track. because they had to take in boarders in their house because dad got fired um, due to the fact that they were trying to push Polish teachers out of the teaching system and replace them with Russian teachers. Yes, even so they though, had to make up their income. Even though da- like her dad played the good Polish under the Russian rule teacher. He was... he, he, he nationalism. He, he, he is a nationalist, but only... No, but I mean, like, that's what Russia does. This yeah. is nationalism. Yeah. They want their own people. Yeah, in. and so he was, he was a Polish patriot, but he he acted like he wasn't when he was at work because he needed money. He had he had five kids and a wife to support. Mm-hmm. So four kids. Um. Anyway, so because he got fired, they had to move into a smaller home and open, uh, uh, uh open it to student boarders. Uh, unfortunately, Maria's mother was uh was actually um susceptible to TB. She had had tuberculosis issues before. Mm-hmm. So throughout, so she was a, she yes. was immunocompromised. So yes, she was immunocompromised. Yeah. That's the word. Uh, so throughout um, Marie's childhood, she actually was very distant with the kids because she didn't want to get them sick, and she didn't want to get sick from them, which might have kind of shaped how Marie was. And she was a very practical, pragmatic person later in life. So not very. She wasn't much for affection. There was no coddling. Yeah, exactly. So it might it might have caused it might have. Ha- shaped her that way girl after my own heart yes reading this i was like girl (laughs) you're amazing um unfortunately maria's mom was not the only one that died uh zofina uh i mean zofia died as well from typhus a little bit later both terrible ways to go yes tb and typhus uh the death of both her sister and her mother would actually help shape maria into the woman she would become later in life at least with the questions of her faith, she became agnostic and then later an atheist, um, which was not so popular at the time. Go figure. Uh, who knew? I would say it's pretty much unpopular until very recently, yeah. no matter what time in yeah. life you go through. Yeah. Um, or what time? Move on. Uh, we knew what you meant. Move we on. all, right? Right? They can't answer me. Why am they I They did answer, and they said yes. Okay. I'm glad you heard them. I didn't. Um, so... After her mother's death, teacher wa- the teachers wanted to hold her back in class. She was a bit depressed for obvious reasons. Mom's dead, sister's dead. But her dad was like, oh, hell nah, and uh, sent her to gymnasium school. So do you know what a gymnasium school is, Danielle? Only because I read this. Yeah. All right. Do you want to tell them? I mean, it just means that they're stricter education standards. They're like they're like charter, not charter schools, not a good way, but like private schools. They have strict they have strict requirements because you're paying to go. Exactly. It's not like public school. Yeah, it's a very strict. It's 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 very very uh very typical of her father to send her to something like this because yeah. man wanted his kids to be fucking smart and he got very smart kids as a result. Well, he knew they were smart and he wanted to make sure they Exactly, were wanted to make sure that he didn't like suppress it. Didn't matter that they were women. Again, good on you, dad. I mean, it shouldn't matter. Yeah, it shouldn't. The only thing that differs is a chromosome. There's no other difference. Yeah, but... Well, I mean, but I just mean in terms of what you can learn. Yeah. It's just that you have an X chromosome. Some would argue that's helpful. But we're looking at... Hindsight's 2020. We're looking at it from the... uh, No, I would have made that argument in 1862. 100% we would have, because we're women. Yeah. 
But uh, men, men just, they'll come up with, we'll find out later. They just come up with shit out their ass. I, I mean, not much changed. But, you know. Uh, yeah. So, she was sent to Gymnasium 13, which was very anti-Polish. Um, Marie embodied Polish pride during this period, though, uh, even going so far to spit on a monument commemorating Polish people who had aided the Russians um, that was in the courtyard of their school. She did this with her friends every day. So, like, um, how long had they? How long had Russia ruled over Poland at this point? Like, would you say? I didn't really look it up. Okay, because I'm wondering, <laughs> like, how long until you're like, we're moving a statue in here? Let's let's. I mean, it's been a w- it's it's been a hot minute at least. Okay, so um, it's not like it's we not, won the war f- six months ago. Here's a statue. Well, like like I said earlier, her her mother and father's family both lost their money. Okay, so like it was long enough that long it, it's enough a ago separate that it generation yes, ago. Bunch of generations they didn't live later. through the war. Like some of uh, some of them, like some of their grandparents were in the war. Mm-hmm. But like this was it, it's okay, that's, it's that's been a, the time. Like I said, it's been a hot I, minute. I just always wonder how long it takes for people to but build they a statue. Also, also Poland was partitioned off by several different countries at this point. Okay. They just were in the Russian section. Okay. Like Germany had a had a slice as well. Okay. And I think Austria had a slice. Sorry. That wasn't a soda this time. <coughs> you knew I was gonna mention it. <laughs> Uh, so obviously she was an excellent student. She w- and she was very great at concentrating, which uh, legit Jealous. makes me envious. Yeah, I'm so envious. There was like a story that they told on History Chicks where like her brother and sisters actually like stack. She was like in the zone studying, and they like stack tables and chairs all around her, and she didn't notice until she went to stand up to go to the restroom, and uh, knocked everything over. And she was like, "The fuck! Like the fuck!" Like it had been hours, and she was studying, yeah, and they had done that. that hours previous that they had. Th- I imagine you know they what forgot. I'm really good at doing that with mm. sleeping. Money at sleeping. I am bad at sleeping. <laughs> Money at sleeping. I'm very bad at sleeping. I could do that for a whole five hours straight. Eight hours is the standard. Well, day. yeah, but you wake up every once in a while. Yes, yeah, true, true, true. I'm it's part wh- of the rhythm. I was gonna say five hours is a good amount of time for me. Yo, I don't, I don't get out of bed for less than six. <laughs> And if I do, look out. Don't As come I say, near I me. I imagine it's like... I need my warm brown potion before <laughs> you come near me. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> the my warm steamy brown. brown potion. Yes, yes. Um, so, the which... Um, at 16, she was done with school. She graduated valedictorian. The third in her family. Uh, there, the one that didn't was <coughs> Helena... And uh, she never lived it, it down. It never lived it the fuck down. Like later on when uh, Branya and Marie are sending letters back and forth about taking care of their father. Uh, they even say, well, we could have Alina do it, but we can't rely on her. Like as if like she was still smart. She just didn't make valedictorian. But they just uh, I guess that was that was the thing. That's like gotta be rough. I know. <laughs> it's like the pr- it's like the one like uh in like the Big Bang Theory which I haven't watched in years but like they're all doctors except one of them who is a master. Yeah, Howard. had a master's. Howard is a master like Yeah, and they're all like doctor 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 mister. <laughs> and it's just like I imagine it's I, I get that though. Like cuz if I was a doctorate like I'd want to say doctor and I would call all the other doctors doctor. I was going to say that's but actually going to be awkward. Up. That's actually going to come up so I'm glad you mentioned that. Um so moving on. Her dad noticed that uh, she was exhausted for uh, right for many reasons. All she does is fucking study. Uh, so she got to have a little ga- gap year. So n- nice little break. Figuring her shit out. Yeah, she just like 
you know doing me yeah yeah so, but she's 16 so like i don't know how much you you can do oh, it's poland in the 1800s so you probably can yeah, do 16 you're like 20 though yeah thank god god we're stunted yeah um <laughs> we're also short so physically well i mean yes physically <laughs> that, that wasn't here nor there thanks for they pointing can't that they out. can't see us i don't know why i do that i mean i think we have the, the right amount of stubborn rage to be considered short people yeah not to generalize, but I, I mean, d- there's okay. at least one person listening to this that was like, huh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's probably, you know it's like probably like a lot. When, <laughs> when you finally see someone who like, you've only listened to the voice or something, or you've ne- like talked to them on the phone and then you finally see them and you, you s- like, usually for me, especially like it's completely off. Like I'll get everything wrong about them. I'm like, he look, he sounds like he has curly hair. There's no way to know that. <laughs> I'm imagining him with curly hair. Meet him. Straight hair. But anyway. So anyways. But no, you no, I'm not done yet. <laughs> But you sometimes come up with those things. But then there's also times where you learn things, sort of like when people learn you're a Taurus and they're like, I knew it. <laughs> it's the same thing with like when you learn that you're a short person. It's like, oh, that makes sense. I guess if you can't notice, if you didn't notice by how she just like talked over me, we're both Tauruses. Uh-huh. Well, that <laughs> happens, Heather. We're twins. Yeah, that too. That um, su- should surprise but no so one. Side if you note, know how twins work. That shouldn't have surprised any of you. Side note, uh, if, uh, if you want, go on to the Instagram and just maybe meant try to tell me try to describe to me what you think danielle looks like don't go on the facebook that's cheating <laughs> i want to know you just what gave them the out that's like saying don't press this button if you get it right we have no way of knowing if you'll cheat but don't do it <laughs> <laughs> i am trusting you which might be my biggest flaw See, that's, yeah that's that's the main flaw with a uh, lot of things i've learned not to trust humans Maybe we've got some alien listeners. You don't know. No, I, I mean, when I say don't trust humans, I mean the alternative is I trust my dog to be dope. <laughs> I trust my cat to be adorable. I trust my other cat to be a, dirt, a dickhead. <laughs> but end of list of people I trust to do things. You don't trust me? This is a loaded question. Let's <laughs> say I'm putting you on the It spot. depends. Like, what do we, you don't trust me to let's do a math problem. On. Let's move on. You don't, do tr- you don't trust me to balance I your checkbook. I do trust you to move, do a math problem. You just didn't believe in yourself. <laughs> I can balance a fucking checkbook like nobody's business because zero money, zero plus zero is still zero. And I know that. And there's no fractions. Fractions really (laughs) fucked you up. (laughs) And when you put letters in there, fucking fractions and fucking equations. You're like, no, what's this? Fuck this slope bullshit. (laughs) You didn't even get to like tan, sine, cosine. You would have. Nope. Thank God uh, that the university that we had had a math requirement that was basically for people who couldn't do math. And it was called like logic and reasoning. Side note. Really fucking good at logic and reasoning, guys, but uh, not good. Throw at the math. numbers in, and she just goes. Yeah, as soon as you add, like, as soon as it becomes, it goes from being like, find the end result of this statement based off this and that. If you put say ten watermelons in there, I'm done. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> nope. I, you're giving yourself too little credit. I think if it's nice round numbers, you'll be fine because it's like balancing a checkbook. True. True. I'm okay Bring with money. It around. I'm okay with money. Okay. Can we move on? Mm, right. How do we do that? Um, so this may shock you, but there were no girls allowed in college <gasps> in Poland. What? Uh, you were spe- except expected to marry and settle down, and that's just how it was done. Boring. So Marie went to what is called a floating university. A floating university is a secret uh, university that takes place in different locations. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Secret, secret, and safe. Um, you did. You please tell me you knew that reference. I'm pretty sure I did, but. 
do you want me to say it so you don't embarrass yourself? Yes, please. It's Lord of the Rings. It's a that's Gandalf what I thought. Does. That's what I when thought. When he gives the ring to him, he says, keep it secret. Keep it safe. Yeah, that's me what I thought. do that all the time. That's what I thought, but I, like, didn't want to, like... You don't want to like, be wrong, because the whole internet would have Yeah, screamed. exactly. I'm like, you tell me, please. Also, all your friends who who know that reference would have been real I will say, Carrie would have been like, excuse me. I was I was actually betting on Sonora. She seems like she a Lord of the Rings She probably would have known it, too. She, she might is, know Lord of the Rings. Is, but Carrie is also, like, a Lord of the Rings fan. Oh, yeah. Too. She's one of those. Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. That's because she's, like, basically an elf-looking thing. She really is. She's thin. She's lithe. She's tall. She's tall. She's, she's Which, I mean, let's be honest, most people are tall compared to us. <laughs> yeah, but, like, she's tall compared to normal people. I know. Carrie, you're welcome. I just called you an elf. <laughs> she's she's going to be like, she ain't wrong. Um, and be, is there such a thing as an elf pirate? There can be. And it's called it. Carrie. I think it's Carrie. It's Carrie. Anyway. Uh, elf pirate queen. So in floating... <laughs> and she's our elf pirate queen. We're going to go with that. Uh, f- so in floating universities, they mostly ta- taught science, studied Polish books... And they also taught children and factory workers. So the students in the floating university would then go teach children and um, factory workers Polish. So to just to be clear, these weren't actual degrees. They were just no. like you were learning things. You learned these things. You had this knowledge, but on paper you had nothing. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. You would read a lot of books and teachers who you had, had the education. Deg- you just weren't. Yeah, and yeah. the people who had these degrees were telling you these things, but they couldn't give you a piece of paper saying. You okay. Had cool. It. Um, during this time, Marie considered herself part of what she called the positivity movement in Poland, meaning revolution. It wasn't what she was looking for. Gravel, gradual improvement was the focus. It's not really my thing, but you do you, boo. I'm more of a person who like needs things to change as soon as possible. Yeah, but when it comes to government, I don't think you can. I think you would probably be yeah, a gradual like increase. Not even, like not even in, and, and she was idealistically part of the positivity movement as well as 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 actionably idealistically i couldn't do the positivity movement i I would want i would want like okay this is not a conversation for this i was gonna start asking you questions but this is not a conversation yeah let's you can ask me questions later yes over cupcakes (laughs) god we have cupcakes we have cupcakes um so she was constantly reading and studying bronya uh her her older sister that told you was also a valedictorian yes valedictorian not to be confused with helena who was not um so Branya would uh, wanted to be a doctor, like medical doctor. A doctor. A doctor. Um, Marie wanted to obviously be a scientist. So mom and their mom and dad raised them well. You know, like all that teaching was for not was not for not. You know, they and back in this day, you could get into medical school without like actually having a degree. Exactly. So the plan was. So they oh, made yeah, they a came up rich, stupid ass doctors back then. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes you get good ones. I'm getting. Oh that. no, there were plenty of good yeah. ones. Branya I'm just saying there was also a good amount of quacks. <laughs> so Branya and Marie came up with a plan. Um, so Branya would go to France to become a doctor, and Marie would stay in Poland and work to pay for it for school for Branya specifically. Afterward, after Branya became a doctor, started to practice and made money, Marie would come to France and go to school. That was the plan. Uh, it, was, it was the best plan they could come up with, and it worked. So Marie started working at as a, go- as a governess. Now, the first house she, talk- she, she worked at, um, this is some straight out of History Chicks, um, they were, quote-unquote, new money, uh, and they were arrogant. Like, they specifically embarrassed Marie in front of people, which is kind of bullshit and like you'll find late you'll notice later when we're talking about her she's kind of passive aggressively proud 
She like is she's a very you gotta be you gotta be she's passive aggressive as a woman proud, in science so back then yeah. you need to yeah, you exactly. need to have an air but this is before pride. she was she was a woman I know in but science. that's like that's why she, like I'm not gonna say that's why she succeeded yeah. but her personality type is one of it, the things that helped her yeah, succeed. it helped her it helped her it definitely didn't hold her back um, but yeah so she was passive aggressively um, and so they thought she was arrogant uh, eventually she found a better paying job that but it was in the countryside at a beet farm of all places. I didn't know that beet farmers could afford governesses, but they can. Uh, she was hired to teach. I mean, you're selling food. Yes, it's true. That is actually you in demand. You can always make fun money if you sell food. This is very true. So she was hired to teach the, the 10-year-old daughter of the beet farmer, uh, but she ended up befriending the eldest daughter, and they started an illegal school for the village girls in, the, in that This in that is village. one of the things that I knew was true, but I didn't know how early on in her life it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew she had illegal teachings. So like it was she her would, early 20s. Yeah. And, and she, like, and she, and she continues me, it for the rest of her that life. That, to me, is awesome. Like, that, yeah. to me, is the fact that she was like, fuck the law. Yeah. yeah. These bitches need to learn. Yeah, she I hate call. I keep saying bitches, but that's just bitches is a positive term right now. Okay, cool. We're not calling them as in like, but these little girls, these little future bitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, you and know, she, let them have it better than I did. Hopefully, yeah. and like, I yeah. mean, I it, it's still hard for a woman in science, but mm-hmm. like, it's not nearly as hard as it was then. Yeah, like yeah. it was not back then. It was hard to do anything as a woman. Yeah, but and woman like in science. Yeah, and a woman in science added woman an in extra level of wo- woman in STEM in general is hard. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, and which is ridiculous because most of the scientists and well, we're I not know logical people. We have, we, we we we're unreasonable. We don't have logic. We're not gonna. We're ruled by the tides of our emotions. Just put a pin in that because I know more emotional That's men than I know bullshit. women. Uh, most That's of some are. ripe ass male mm-hmm. bullshit. We're actually. I find that women are much better at compartmentalizing than men. Oh, I know that. Yeah, so, like, I don't know where they came up with this, but that's cool, bro. We're going to move on and prove you wrong. Feminist rage portion (laughs) out. (laughs) Not yet. This whole thing is just feminist rage. Feminist rage portion one out. (laughs) So, so she, again, she's the illegal school. She actually continued this throughout her life. She was always teaching at some illegal school or some school that was a faux pas because it taught women or females in general. Uh, so the boss knew that she was do it was she was teaching at uh, these illegal schools, but he didn't really care because he called he he thought she was quote unquote brilliant and beautiful. So keep that in mind for a moment. Ain't we all? <sighs> we are. But keep that in mind. Then along comes Casimir. Casimir is the oldest son of the beet farmer boss. Also, uh, Casimir. Okay, Dame. Sounds yeah. like a prince from Narnia. Does I think he's Cassian though. I, I don't know. I, don't I never know. read the Narnia yeah, neither books. Neither did I. Neither did I. It honestly reminded. What? what there's like, isn't it? Reminded me of a. I feel like it reminded me of a Brandon Sanderson character, the name, but it's just alluding me to which one. We could ask. <laughs> <laughs> we could ask who. <laughs> he didn't like this name. So <laughs> he didn't <laughs> like that nickname. We were gonna have a code name for her husband, but she d- he didn't like it. So I mean, he came up with it. So <laughs> but he didn't like it. He pa- he hard passed on it. So we're just gonna call him her husband. Um. Anyways, uh, now gonna I'm gonna be racking my brain trying to remember it. Don't don't pay attention to this at the now. We can talk about that later. Okay. Uh. So he's the oldest son. He comes home from college and immediately falls in love with Maria. Um. He told his parents that he actually wanted to marry her. They were not happy about this. 
apparently like being brilliant and beautiful is all fine and good but you don't marry the governess um, well, i mean it's a status thing yeah they probably you, were like we're sending you to school you could marry a rich lady yeah i which i get like i get but it's still like they considered her a step down even though she was probably much smarter at least equally as smart as this man Oh, probably way more, way smarter. smarter. But we we don't know. Cap- He's still going to school. She's smart, and she's not even in school. Right yeah. Nene. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, <laughs> moving the fuck along. Uh, she didn't get fired after this whole discussion with uh, uh, Casimir and his parents. Uh, mostly because they just act like acted like the relationship never happened. Uh, Marie, understandably, fell into a depression. And according to History Chicks, she had a habit of falling into situation de- situational depression. I mean, as one does. Like, who can who can remain chipper and cheery when shit goes down? Yeah, all but, the time? like, when you say situational depression, you're not talking about you're a little mopey because something didn't go yeah, your like way. Yeah, like, she literally, She like went through months, period, probably yeah. not wanting to get out of bed. Not eating. Like not eating. Like being yeah. melancholy. That yeah. kind of thing. That's she what depression is. Yeah, so like, and Yeah, then everybody gets sad over something, but a lot of people can get over it. Yeah. In a decent it, amount of time. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's reasonable. But when you say it's situational depression, you mean she goes into a depressive episode. Yeah. Yeah. Which and can last initi- for like months. Yeah. Initial, and it's really kind of funny because I remember when I learned like the minimal amount that I learned about Marie Curie back in the day when I had to go to science class. Um, you say that like it's a bad thing. It was painful. Science rules. It was painful. Science rules this like um, might have uh, might solidify bubby's whole thing science guy. i can't i can't sing that yeah yeah no you can't cut that out <laughs> like, i'm not gonna cut that out but it was less than 30 seconds so we're fine okay um is that the rules? i think so <laughs> i hope so <laughs> i <laughs> hope like i don't think we're ever gonna get popular enough it's gonna be a problem I know, right? uh, <laughs> yeah you gotta manifest positivity you gotta manifest, manifest manifesting 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 like your one friend says yeah um think and then it becomes there it is um, I guess. Yeah, I don't know that one. I made that up. So this is a the, honest, the situational depression that's going to come up li- in later years, which is kind of I find interesting. Like I said, because when I did have to go to school and I learned about Marie, had to go to school. I had to go to science class, and I learned about Marie Curie. They always used to say like she they characterized her as a very emotionless person. So hearing that she fell into these depressions, I feel like the way that she went into these depressions, it almost made her seem cold everybody else so i guess we must have had different science classes because i feel like yeah. marie curie was kind of glazed over for the most part her si- history and such and how i didn't learn much about her personal life until like just when i read science stuff for fun kind of thing um because when once you get to college when you learn the things that she discovered and stuff like that you really only you're just get her name you don't lo- science, you yeah. don't really learn the history yeah and that's what i'm here for yay yay me all right. So in Paris, her sister, Branya, was getting married to a Polish exile. Uh, there were a lot of them back then. Uh, so Branya essentially can never come back to Poland if she marries him, which kind of fucked up their plan, Bron. Come on, uh, Bron. Come on, Bron. Do you even Bron? One <laughs> Bron down. <laughs> nope, doesn't sound like <laughs> doesn't sound as good as bro. No. Um, Damn it, Bron. So she went back to live with her father. And Who else was Bron? There was a Braun character that was in something we watched or read or something. It's probably an anime. It sounds like an anime name. I don't remember. Maybe Attack on Titan. Who knows? God, I'm terrible with names today. Moving the fuck along. <laughs> um, so she went back to live with her father, uh, which w- actually worked out really well for her because the Museum of Industry and Agriculture. That sounds really boring. 
um, talking about? That sounds that sounds like a museum that's telling you what's inside. You said that as if it's fancy. They literally tell you what's inside the museum. Yeah, but it's boring. And they're not like it's not like the Reginald S. Greaterford Museum of Looky Loos and Happiness. Like what the fuck? It literally tells you exactly what's in it. How is that boring? Uh, hold up a second. Where is that museum? I want to see it. <laughs> it's in your brain. Looky lose and happiness. Um, so, no, I mean, you didn't let me finish. It sounds boring. And the fact that uh, the Russians didn't care about it. The Russians aren't going to go inspect the Museum of Industry and Agriculture. So it had a laboratory in it and her relative worked there. So Yay, she got to actually apply her knowledge. So um, he showed her how to use the equipment. And so before it was all reading. It was all books. So now she actually got to fiddle. Which is essential. Having yeah. done labs in school and everything. You can read the instructions over and over again. But until you fuck with it, you're not going to figure yeah, it out. Exactly. So Although, read the instruction or else you're really going to piss off your, your TAs. Also, if you're in chemistry, you might set something on fire if you don't read the instructions. That's what I'm saying. You, you don't use fire as much as you'd think. But um, I'm sure there's flammable. No, the one I the one I witnessed was in a biology lab, and this person didn't read the instructions and almost broke a multi like multi thousand dollar piece of equipment. <laughs> Needless to say, unfortunately, one of the directors of the department was there for some reason, and he was fucking pissed. I bet, <laughs> like shit. Um, moving the fuck along, so she got to use Sorry. she got to use her hands, and at 24, she finally got to go to Paris. Her dad was like. Go. Go. I'm not holding you Be back. Free. Be free. Be free. Fly like I imagine that I imagine she really just needed to get out of Poland. She needed she needed another challenge. She had potential. Yeah, she it. had potential. She needed a challenge. So she got uh, th th this is something that was interesting. She got a fourth class train carriage ticket to Paris. Have you uh, do fourth class exist anymore like on transit? I would imagine it's coach at this point. Yeah, I think how, it how, how airplanes just well, this, screw you. Well, this now. ridiculous coach, it was an uninsulated carriage with benches on the side, but apparently if you sat on the benches, there's a 100% chance that rats are going to walk all over you. So you were supposed to bring your own stool to sit in the center. I mean, that just sounds rough. Uh, she immediately enrolled in the Sorbonne. The Sorbonne being one of the foremost schools in science in France. Uh, she was one of only 23 women in the Faculty of Sciences. So wait, 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 wait. Okay, faculty, like you don't mean faculty no, as if yes. she worked faculty there. Faculty of Science is the name of the school. Got the it. The name of the portion of the school. Got, like, you know it, how, like, got it, got it, got it. I was how like, wait a minute, how'd she already become a teacher? No, not yet. Not, that would be cool, but no. I would not trust any 24-year-old <laughs> college professor. <laughs> Unless some TAs that are 24 or even Well, TA's suspect. different. They're suspect. They're highly they, they sus. In, in history courses. Highly sus. In, in history courses, they graded my papers. Oh no, TAs are essential. Yeah, they graded. Let me rephrase. Yeah, they're essential. I was saying that a twenty-four-year-old professor of some kind of science is highly sus. Twenty-four-year-old TA is just trying to get their fucking masters or yeah. doctorate. Uh -huh. They're just and doing their job. They're just like they're just being. They got to do this. And they're they're a school slave at this point, and they're uh, just trying to fucking get through their dissertation. So Maria and uh, Marie. Now we're gonna be calling her Marie. No more me slipping up and saying Maria. Marie. So wait, she changed it when she got to France. Yeah, because like Mar Maria, it's actually the, her name. I didn't say it the way that they say it in Poland is 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 Manya. Oh. But they or Maria, and then Marie is what she changed it to uh, when she got okay, to France. Okay, so okay, so like in Polish dialect, it would be Manya. Yeah, exactly. Let me 
makes sense because mm. like with their brothers the Bron Bronya Bronya yeah yeah Bronya Bronyala or something like yeah, that Bron- yeah Bronswala yeah they changed the obviously like so if if Joseph go- went to uh, it would be Joseph it would be Joseph gotcha so um so she tried to stay Romanized hmm? Romanized they Romanized well, no, they, were, they, were, they were Roman language there they were but just France is considered a Roman they were, they were romanticized. Because France is a romantic language or something that's like that. That's what I meant. Some, some that's shit. what I meant. Oh, that's what you meant? Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Then you were right. I'm neither a historian nor a linguistic I'm a little bit of or both, linguist, linguisticist. God damn it. Can we cut that? <laughs> we're not. That was embarrassing. I'm not cutting it. That was embarrassing. <laughs> Live. Live in it. Live in it. Um, so she tried to stay with her sister and her and her sister's husband, but the husband was extremely extroverted. Always wanted to do things. Let's go here. Let's go here. Here we're gonna have tea up in the parlor. She, and uh, Marie was just she was an introvert. And uh, me and you were like introverts. all good scientists. Yeah, me and you are introverts. It's well, exhausting. not good scientists. But yeah, but most scientists to be around. You're doing your own shit. Yeah, yeah. It's exhaust. Like even if you're I not a scientist, I need a nap after like yeah. a like, lot of social like, contact. Like, like Carrie's an extrovert. When I hang out with Carrie in public, I'm tired. Like, it just gets me tired. It's just the way it is. Yeah. That's why we don't hang out in public. Because <laughs> I get real tired. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually she, she, she just wants to study, so she moves out to a cheap apartment. It's tiny, less than 200 square feet on the sixth floor of some apartment. I mean, of some building. Uh, it's Paris, so it's also still expensive. Uh, she lived off bread, butter, and tea because she didn't really know how to cook. She spent way too much time studying that she didn't know how to cook, and that's fine. It's fine. I understand. I was there once. I can cook now, kind of. I have a husband that can cook. Yeah, I know. It's great. <laughs> uh, so d- it she she lived off of those things, so and she didn't eat that much. So event there are stories of her collapsing because she didn't eat enough. And really, she would just go back to Branya's house when she was really hungry, and Branya would, like, fatten her up for a couple days and then send her on her way. <laughs> like good sisters should good do. Good sisters, right. About those cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> when we're done. <laughs> Um, so she studied, so this is how a daily, the daily life of Marie Curie, well not Curie yet, Marie went. She'd study in the Sorbonne all day until they kicked her out, and then she would come home and study until the sun went down, and then once the sun went down, she went to the library because she didn't feel like paying for that lamp oil, um, and she would study till the library closed, and then she would come home and lit that lamp oil, Lesai, um, and until around 2 a.m. when she would finally go to sleep. So this woman actually survived on less sleep than I do, generally. Which is unhealthy. Yes, very much so. Like you I know said, what taught us that? Science. Indeed. Maybe, was this before they taught that that was taught? I'm sure they didn't study sleep science at this point as yeah, much. Yeah, so maybe... Actually, no. I'm not sure of that. I'm sure there was somebody looking at somebody sleeping. <laughs> but I'm just saying they didn't have... <laughs> but was it scientific? They didn't, they didn't know enough about the brain yet to be able to, to map out science. Was it sleep. scientifically watching them or just creepily watching them? I mean, they obser- it's called observation. <laughs> it's observation when it's scientific. Um, no, it's always observation. This sounds a bit... Le- le- as, as I just said, this sounds a little bit more than our, si- our uh, college experience. A little bit more extreme. A little bit. I would say yes in the fact that uh, I didn't travel nearly as much. I just stayed up all night studying at home. Yeah, exactly. Because I didn't have lamp oil. And I didn't have to pay for my own apartment. This is true. Yeah, so that, that helps. At 26, she got an MA in physics, a master's in de- degree in physics. And she was actually the first in her class and, the st- and one of only two women to graduate with a master's in physics. She actually re-enrolled for another degree. Apparently, somebody in Poland blackmailed an official like a friend of hers blackmailed an official and got her a scholarship so fuck yeah when blackmail works for good yeah it's awesome um 
She kind of got a work-study sort of gig where she was paid to study the magnetic properties of steel and other metals. I guess that's exciting to scientists. I mean, I don't know. Good physicist, yeah. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Scientist uh, is a little too general in that one. Yeah, true, true, true. Because as, a, as someone this point who leans towards bio and neuroscience. Sounds boring. Boring as fuck. Okay, so she's a physicist. Not really, though. Point. Well, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's a metal. Doesn't talk. It's a little. It's a few steps ahead of X-ray or see CAT scan and stuff. <coughs> Moving on. So um, this study that she was doing required her to have some sort of space, which now enters a new player into our production. The scientist Pierre Curie. Okay, now we can say Marie Curie all the time, or we could just not say yet, Curie. Not yet. Oh. Not yet. Uh, of course, he was kind we haven't gotten to the line that says they married. You're right. So, so guys, he was kind of famous. Uh, so don't gush too much. You mustn't seem too needy. Um. Marie didn't really gush, but there was definitely initial attraction from both of them. They both had this initial in attraction, but they were both also super inexperienced with romance, and they d- both didn't really care so for it. So, as all good science-focused people are. Yeah, no, that's a generalization, yes, guys. No. I don't know. Yeah. But it's not hard to believe. They just didn't really care for it. It was. It was if I didn't silly. stumble into my husband, I'd probably be in this case. <laughs> True facts. And stumble so I did. In, in <laughs> fact, Pierre had actually sworn off of women as... No woman could understand him. It's kind of emo, but whatever. That's this not France. Odd. No, it just sounds this like someone France. who got hurt. Or in France. Someone who got hurt. But no woman can understand him. Or, or it's just a man thing where you're just like, well, I'm going to just say they don't understand me, obviously, because they don't like me. <laughs> well, I don't think Pierre is no, that way. It's, it's like the equivalent of, uh, I'm too mature for any of these guys. Just yeah. means none of them really like you right now until they get you. Yeah. Until much. they age up a bit. Pretty much. That was me. <laughs> so basically, she starts talking science to him and he's smitten. So she just, you just got to speak his language. I love the word smitten. It is nice. It's huh? kind of a cute way of describing that. Yeah. Yeah. Smit- also, instead b- of obsessed. Yeah. But also, like, smitten is, it seems a little bit. I imagine. Uh, obsessed can go into deviant territory, no, whereas I, I smitten, smitten, not so much. can be defined as cute obsession. Yeah. Like you're just like, huh? Not like, not like. I don't think. Oh my God, I need to be around that person. It's just like, huh? Like it, like you, you, yeah, you get he's the, here. Yeah, you get the, like the yeah. You you. Are get we really explaining what smitten is? We're People not know what smitten. I just thought it was funny to describe it as he was cute smitten. obsession. Anyways, Pierre was smitten. He was he was he he adored her. Smitten. Um. So Pierre was quoted as saying something like, "Their love was honest and simple. That is why it worked for them." Uh, same girl, same. <laughs> oh, it's a guy. Same dude, same. <laughs> uh, Pierre was kind of a genius, just like Marie. Uh, he was. He actually enrolled in the Sorbonne at sixteen and graduated at eighteen. Fancy. During his the courting, Ooh, fancy mm-hmm. courting. <laughs> he would often. I love that. It was courting back then. Now it's just dating. Dating. Uh, we dating. <laughs> and how long are you dating until it's just like, this is my boyfriend, this is my girlfriend. I think. I, I'm not. Sometimes the I to slip ask. up. And I've talked about this with people before. Yeah. I am not the person to ask. Sometimes this stuff. I slip up. Do you remember and say when I'm I said dating? I stumbled into my husband? It's quite literal, actually. I did not date. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he would often call, meaning like come and visit, at her apartment, and they would quote, and I quote, they would drink tea and talk the night away. That's my favorite thing ever. Yeah, and and, and like and we don't drink tea, but we talk the night away. Yeah. Um, the this applies to you and my husband. Yeah, <laughs> and I, do, I do it with my uh, my love significant other as well. Um, but like, we call them sig figs. No, we don't. Sig that's just me. <laughs> we do not. No, that's <laughs> so. Si- 
if anybody who's listening to this has done science classes and basic chemistry, when you do an equation and you're trying to solve for a number, they usually tell you um, how many significant figures. So that's always been cut down to sig figs. And that's actually shortly after, uh, like, I, I met a friend of mine. She got married. And then she was in my wedding. And we would do things with our together as couples and everything and we would joke around and one time I instead of saying significant others I said sig figs because at the time I was engaged she was married we couldn't say just like husbands or boys or whatever so I said sig figs and it fucking stuck that so is now actually adorable. that is my description of significant others that is actually <laughs> adorable I love it um in the meantime Marie got her second degree in mathematics Pierre had asked her to marry her afterwards uh, but sh- after she had gotten said second degree, so why not? Like, you know, you got your degree. You got two now. Uh, but she wanted to go back to Poland to see, you know, her dad and all that fun stuff and teach in Poland. So Pierre continuously wrote her letters throughout the entire time she was in Poland, urging her to uh, come back because I guess he missed her. Like, you know. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, they were. Love of your life and whatnot. Uh, yeah, and whatnot. Almost a year later, I believe she quoted her father saying that better a scientist in France than an embittered teacher in Poland and sent her back to France. That's a little salty. Well, I mean, she was kind of pissed off that she was in Poland again. Not, like, she wanted but to she be there. But she went there. Yeah, she wanted to be there, but, like, shit was rough. And he was probably being dramatic, too. Yeah, I mean, he was old. And he he had been, de- like, the entire time Brian was there. Maybe if you smiled more. And then she was like, <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'll smile I'll for you. Smile, right? I'll show you a fucking smile. <laughs> um, so in July of um, on on July <laughs> on July twenty sixth, eighteen twenty five, they were married in a courthouse because they're both atheists, so no need for also it's just church. a legal binding for the most part. Mm-hmm. Oh, can uh, I say that? I can say that. You can say whatever you want as long as it's not something I disagree with. <laughs> Or you can say this is the most honest way that's ever been said. <laughs> I am honest. If I am nothing but honest, <laughs> that is also that is a lie, <laughs> which <laughs> really is just contradictory. You're everything but honest. That's a that's moving <laughs> on. <laughs> moving the fuck along. They went on their honeymoon right afterwards and took a bike tour of the French countryside. It was very quaint, very cute. Um, I always wondered why quaint is considered like. I guess I don't know the actual definition of quaint, but I always feel like it's kind of like saying simple. And uh, I always find simple to be like, it could be one of two ways. Either you're, you're dumb and stupid or basic, which is also sometimes bad. Can we talk about how the scientist captive audience member is continuously questioning ling- linguistics and word meaning? It's not ling. I think it really just shows that I don't know words that well. <laughs> well, it was quaint, okay? Um, after the honeymoon, Pierre got I'm his... All I'm saying is I don't think quaint's a compliment. Circling back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, she's getting punchy, guys. Um, after their honeymoon, Pierre got a doctorate, and Marie continued to work on her studies and got, get a teaching certification. Marie also did the house chores once they got married. Uh, even in, in, you know, even turn she th- the rumor is that she even turned 
uh, her house chores into like almost a scientific experiment. Like if I do this at this time and then this, this is going to fall that into this. and this fun and as hell. Yeah, it, it did sound pretty freaking cool. <laughs> um, like, I mean, I guess it's it's fun in terms of turning something monotonous into something like, yeah, that like is making engaging. It, it's, it's like it's it's her way of making it a game. so many times you can vacuum the floor before you're like, do I really need to? Do you know about ma- vacuuming the floor? I saw your floor. I have a very floofy dog. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. That happens after like three days. I'm just joking. I don't vacuum either. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not offended. It's disgusting. But it's still <laughs> like, it's, there's really yeah, no point. Yeah, but I just called you out on a podcast. My bad. I can delete that part. I'm not going to delete that part. Because I'm lazy. Uh. So, so she she turned it into like a science experiment. And it was fun. And then at age 30, Marie had a baby. Wee baby potato. And uh, it was delivered, actually, by her father-in-law, who was also a doctor. So, like, that's pretty interesting. That's a strange relationship with the in-laws. Yeah, yeah essentially. But according to reports, um, Marie didn't even scream during the childbirth. That's some badass shit. Yeah, right? I've never had a baby, but I respect people who have done it. Seriously. For the fact that I, I can't even... I don't even question that it hurts. I know if I ever have a pay- potato of my own, I am going to be angry and screaming. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, I, her name was Irene. And so because of all the work that Marie had to do and all the work that Pierre did, uh, she had to hire a n- wet nurse and a nanny, which actually kind of made Marie feel like a failure as a mother, which appa- and which kicked in one of those seasonal uh, those situational depressions again. So like it might have not she may have just had postpartum. Yeah, that's that's what the, uh, I got that information from the History Chicks podcast and that's the same thing they said it might have just been postpartum depression. Yeah. But who's to say? Well, used to say. Uh <laughs> the doctors we were not really to say. <laughs> the doctors at the time were not really um familiar with the stress of work life balance at least for a woman because Back in those times, men didn't really have much responsibility at the house other than being, like, the authoritarian figure and all that fun shit. Ugh. So, so now we've got a woman in the workforce, which is something that the doctor doesn't understand, and then you also have a woman in the workforce who is, uh, who is also having, has a child in a household. Yeah. So it's very weird for them. A working um, mother. How strange. Yes. Now that's just the norm. Uh, they suggested that, they, that she's sent to a sanatorium. I hate these things. Yes, sanatorium. That one's that's that's like a future episode that I'm going to be in. Oh yeah, correct? no, that we're doing we're doing the history of. Uh, we should do the mental health care act. Yeah, yeah. Well, Thank you. yeah, you're going to be involved in that one, but we're I doing know the, that w- we're I doing call the his- that one. You're going to not going to be a black death all over again. Yeah, we're no. There's going to be like <laughs> this is my shit. You're going to be <laughs> in two different episodes about yeah. psych history and all that fun stuff. So, but that's that's somewhere down the line when I feel like researching. Yeah, yeah. Eventual, eventually, eventually, eventually. So um, she actually just needed some help. Um, so in the meantime, Pierre's father, uh, uh, father's wa- lost his wife. Sh- his wife died. I'm assuming it wasn't Pierre's mother because every, every time I read about it, it was Pierre's father's wife. So I'm assuming it was like his stepmother or something like that. Mm-hmm. But she died. So Pierre's father offered to live with them. Not to kind of help out. Like he didn't do. Wa- uh, he didn't wash the dishes. Okay, so like to contribute to the house. Yeah, he didn't wash the dishes. He didn't. He didn't clean the house. But like he was there to watch the kids. I was about to say like offered to live in the house. Like it was just like 
a gift to be in his presence. That's what I initially thought no. it sounded like. Yeah, kind of sounded like. But it like made I mean me, and like to me, I was like, the fucking nerve. The balls on The that balls dude. on this father. No, 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 no. He, Who he does he think he, he had, He was a retired doctor at this time. Yeah, I get it. So and like he, 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 had, he had made his money. So to watch the babies. Yeah. Which actually, so they moved into a bigger house. And he started watching the kids while she was wor- while he and she and Pierre were working, and it actually relieved a lot of stress for her. She felt much better, um, you know, started getting them back back to the normal swing of things. So, but Marie wanted to get her doctorate, and um, but at this time, in order to get your doctorate, you needed to either discover something or find a different way of doing something. So now we're going to go into Heather diving into science. It's going to be fun. This time I'm not going to make Danielle scream. And let's, I would like to reiterate that just yelling the word science doesn't count as science. Um, you can reiterate that all you want, but I'm still going to yell science. It's all good. I'm trying to figure out my Google Drive thing. Okay, yep. We're back to this. We're back to this. We're back to this issue. I thought here we go. I think I found it. Found it. Okay. Do you cut that out? Uh, no, we're gonna leave that in. <laughs> this is the second time we've had an issue. This with is this. real podcasting. <coughs> so happening in real time. This this is raw and real. This do is how we are. Do. Last I time you done waiting music. I I do you have waiting music. I might put it over that. Oh yeah, I remember the this do is do what do happened. Do do this do is the CS. Yes, this time it's my turn. Yeah, this was the fuck yeah. And no purses were were filled with soda in the making of this fiasco. Well, there's no soda here, so no, that's not gonna happen. And I have like several bags that at one point a whole lot of water, y'all, was filled with a cat of yours who deliberately looped himself in the handles. He didn't deliberately do it. He accidentally do it and did it and just waited for someone to notice. I know he's too stupid to ask for help. He's He's just like he's so cute though. He's he's such a douche though. I know he's a jerk. All right, but I I I do love him. So we're gonna talk about science. Danielle's here. She's gonna correct me. When I fuck up, because we know I'm going to, because I'm a historian. To the best of my ability. I am not a physicist, just like I am not a historian. You're also not a chemist. So but I do have a science background. <laughs> yeah, she understands it better than me, which means she understands it, period. I'm just like, who? What? To be cr- clear, she was a chemist and a physicist, but what I'm going to focus on is her f- physics discovery. Physics! <laughs> Can I yell physics? Can that be physics? No. It's going to happen. Anyways. So... We are going to go here. I gotta find the page where I fucked I it up. We were done with this. Nope, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. I thought I found it, but I didn't find it. Yep, there it is. Okay, I found it now. So in order, so first we need to talk about Henry Baccarel. Uh He apo- hypothesized that phosphorescence and X-rays. Um, were kind of the same like they both emitted a certain kind of light that uh so basically phosphorescence is when you see light x-rays is another he was basically making the connection between the two waves of light yeah it's saying basically saying that uh one type of light shows another type of light found it (laughs) he wanted to do x-rays with without that much electricity which means he wanted he used uranium Uranium used another kind of ray, which uh, the scientific community at that time called Becquerel rays. So, hey, he got some rays named after him, which is pretty cool. 
for a, for a period of time. For a, yeah, for a period of time. So, so Still anyways, temporary. uh, Mary, uh, Mary, Marie was inspired by Becquerel and decided that her doctorate thesis, per se, would be to expand expand on his theory. She wanted to determine where the energy came from and how, so she got a space. Um, it was a machine shop, lots of holes in the walls, no heat, fun times. Not exactly your top of the line lab- laboratory. 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 Uh, how I always say it in my head when I spell it out. Because I have to spell it out more than you think. I don't. Because you this can't in procedures just put the word lab. You can't? No. Lab's that's like un- the... the unfortunate. Which, I mean, actually, you probably can, but I like I feel like I shouldn't. Moving you probably on. It's probably like um, writing... It's like writing a shortened version. It's like yeah. saying, instead of doing because, writing BC. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I got that. It's or like, like W slash. If you're writing notes, BC's fine. But like if you're writing something that's going to be a form. Why are we talking about this? I'm not sure. <laughs> it, it, it spiraled out of control and we couldn't stop it. We just stopped it. All right. Uh, she wasn't sure where to start. So she just decided to start testing every sort of material. Which I mean, which is an okay. Place yeah, to start. Say, that's that's how I would have done it. I'm not a scientist. Seems but like I'm a straight up going to try everything at first. Both both Becquerel and X-rays uh, make the air that uh, conduct electricity, and she needed something to measure that electricity. So, do you remember when I told you that Pierre was kind of famous? But when she met him, he's kind of a big deal. He's kind of a big deal. It's because he invented. Have you met my husband, Pierre? He's kind of a big. He's deal. kind of a big deal. Um, Which she never said because she didn't give because she fuck. was because she was the big deal to her and to him. He thought she was a big deal. But uh, anyways, it was because he had invented a device that measured small variations of electricity. So she got to use that machine, and Pierre was thrilled about How it. Useful. Because he didn't, because his machine actually didn't get much uses at this point. Yeah, it was probably one of those things that, like, wow, it's a great it idea. Great but idea. No one had a way to expand. It on was that. a great idea. It got him his doctorates. It got him his master's degrees and stuff. But there was n- like there was no practical application for it until Marie came along. Well, nobody doing the research yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was so like a research piece of equipment, I imagine, right? Yes. So pitch blend is the material that she used, um, which had a small amount of uranium in it. Um, as a result, in n- 1898, she discovered polonium, which was named after Poland. So by doing this, what she's ex- describing here, she was able to isolate an element. So that's why sh- she discovered an element is what happened. Yeah. She was able to isolate something by taking away neutrons and stuff. Yes. So she isolated element number 89. Polo- 84. 84, excuse me, polonium. I only know that because it's written in front I know, of me. I just yeah, if you in case eight, I was like 89. Uh, I, I, I know, I know all of you have your periodic tables in front of you, so it's number 84. Periodic table is an interesting story. Again, or, or I don't know if I mentioned this. this was no, this in the cut part? That was in cut part. Okay, and so the disappearing spoon by Sam Keen. It was a book that uh, our lovely Heather bought me for Christmas, mm-hmm. and it was it was really good. It's written really well. Even if you don't have a science background, it's a really cool history um, about how the periodic table became what it is. And it's just not something you learn when you're staring at that giant piece of science. Science! I got to do it. Yeah, yeah told you, you I was going to do it. Yeah, you you were really, like, I heard you, like, choke down the word science <laughs> right there because you knew I was going to do it. Yeah, you weren't looking, but I, I did look. I was like, <laughs> science. I felt it. It's begrudging a little I bit. I felt it. It's the tween seaster thing. So uh, after that, like, they just discovered an element. So they're going to go take a vacation. After, bo- that was, like, kind of... So in this book, you learn that, like, around this time, like, that was, like, the name of the game. 
people were racing to find elements because they realized that they could do it. Yeah. So they're like, everybody's like, oh, I got this one. And then there was like competitions to get there. And they're like, nope, you didn't actually isolate that. You don't get that. Dude, when I got to it's the like Marie- It shows the douchiest parts of science. Yeah, when I got sometimes. to all like the Marie Curie like scandals and shit. Dude, science dudes it's were douchebags, It man. was a big political game. Politics like, meant poli- everything. Politicians were assholes. And it's the still scientists like added fuel to the politicians. It's still a political thing. Yeah, it I really guess, is. Definitely. It's just now there's so much more of it going on. Mm. Like so much more broad research nowadays that it's not as like, da- I don't want to say damaging. I have no actual, but still. It's still a political game, but back then it was such a small world. Yeah. So those politics made a huge impact. A hundred percent. So they went on a vacation because they were fucking tired. So I'm assuming I'm doing okay on the science so far. Yeah. You like I'm doing okay. I, I'm, pa- I, I, the I'm pausing the at the appropriate time. So yes, let you I'm waiting like for you to get to when she discovered radiation. Oh yeah, that's coming. That's yeah. And coming. then I'm going to give the rundown. Yeah. Radiation. That, yeah. <laughs> then Danielle's good. Then we're going to have a science break. Um, I feel like I should put m- music there, but you know I'm lazy. You're probably not gonna. <laughs> I could I could hold my nose and sound nasally. That's a stereotype. No, it's just me gonna change my nose. Oh, okay. My so na- like my voice, like as if like oh, introducing science. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they came back and they discovered. You're welcome. Radium, uh, which is 900 times more radioactive than uranium. Uh, also, I <laughs> like to call it radium. Because it's rad. Sorry. That's <laughs> Can we cut that? <laughs> we're, we're leaving that in? You like When you stare at that thing for so long, you just start coming up with your own things to remember where things are. I actually had a professor in college. He, he was a, my organic chemistry professor. He, he obviously has a doctorate in chemistry. So he had to memorize the entire periodic table as it existed then. And, like, the weights and everything like that. But in order to memorize it, he came up with a nasty story for each one. <laughs> so he would, like, use that. And he came up with a really nasty, like, one of those sentences. Like, you yeah. know. Yeah. So Was he that did the British that one? Yeah. Okay, I'm that not going to say his name. But no, no, we're definitely not going to yeah, say names. He, but he don't say names without permission here. Yeah, but he... Uh, yeah, he he's like so he's like so now I look at the periodic table and I'm like oh god that's dirty how <laughs> nasty yeah all right so she discovered radium and Danielle's gonna describe to us the whole process and all that fun stuff and then we're gonna get back to m- the history but we're gonna so, so to be clear radium and radioactivity aren't the same thing radium is just something that uh, expels radioactivity so she discovered what radioactivity really was which is Radioactivity describes the particles that are emitted from a nucleus as a result of nuclear instability. So this in- nuclear instability is caused by two of the most strongest forces in physics, which are the attractive nuclear force, which means it draws things towards the nucleus, and the repulsive electromagnetic force, which means it pushes it away. So the nucleus is the very center of this mo- atom, and it draws things in. There's like negative electrical charges, but the center of it... <laughs> Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Kat. Um, anyway, so this radioactivity is emitted by. Um, she lost her place, guys. She lost her place. By nuclear isotopes, which are unstable. So radioactivity is. So wh- when they're ice, so when they're unstable, they're emitting this radioactivity. So an isotope is an I- is an element variation. So like, there's isotopes of carbon. It's carbon six, carbon five. Those are isotopes, which means they have a difference in their nuclear, like their nuclear variations, the amount of nu- 
um, of neutrons they have within them. I don't know if I've been saying nuclei <laughs> a lot, yeah. so I'm sorry, but neutrons are the neutral elements within a n- nucleus. Anywho. <laughs> the term is moving the fuck along. Yes, sorry. Um, so these variations are in the number of neutrons, and their chemical properties are almost identical across different isotopes. The differences are in their nuclear stability or so have so they so how they react with their environment or the things they come in contact with. So like some of them are more volatile, some of them have longer half lives, that kind of thing. Um, and there are two there are three main types of radiation. There's alpha radiations, which really just comes from helium because it's based off the two protons, two neutrons in the nucleus of helium. There's beta gamma beta radiation and gamma which are basically electromagnetic rays the only difference between gamma rays and x-rays is that gamma rays come from the nucleus x-rays don't uh that's really all my gist on radioactivity because again i'm not a physicist so this is probably kind of wrong well i mean it's better than i would have done it's it's a dumbed down version and i definitely probably confused biology terms in there a lot so it was like no you, i don't think i heard you said nu- you just you said um neutron neutrons every time, every time. Sure? Okay. yeah i'm pretty sure she that did. one i do that a lot because i work more with the nuclei yeah yeah yes neutron. you're a biologist that's what happens well, well yeah. you're your biology degree so like danielle said um she did discover these elements mathematically though chemists needed proof chemists <laughs> chemists chemists i wrote chemists <laughs> It's Why a, didn't it's Google between a chemist and a physicist? But we're forgetting the whole f- part. Yes, chemophysist. Chemophysist. The chemists needed proof because them fucking chemists. Yeah. Uh, Marie Curie wanted to prove that radioactivity, like Danielle said, comes from within the atom itself. Uh, before her experiments, they thought that radioactivity was something outside of the atom. It was something outside of it that also worked with it. Um, is what they thought. This is me being even more dumbed down than Danielle's version. Um, polonium was hard to test, however, as it decayed fast. Decay means like fading. There's radioactive decay. I'm not going to teach you that. I don't think you really feel like doing that either. I barely stumbled through radioactivity, guys. Yeah. So, so we're not, we're not going to tell you what radioactive decay is. If you want to know, look it up, but you're here for the history, not for the science. So I'm not sure if you're ever going to look it up. So welcome to this. Uh, radium was a little bit easier to Science is history. Obviously, because we've just done a whole, s- whole, uh, we're doing a whole episode on a, hi- know, on a scientist. I just get a little, I get a little science, a little science, salty. Little yeah, science, a little science, science salty. A little science salt. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> or as I like to call it. Oh my God. N-A, I think. Is N-A-C-L. Yeah. 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 I was like, I'm so embarrassed right now. <laughs> <laughs> you are not a chemist. Sodium channels. <laughs> That's how I go. Sodium <laughs> channels are my deal. Anyways, radium was easier to test, however, but it took forever to get it. Uh, pitch blend had a minute amount of it, like very, very small. So you needed a shit ton of pitch blend to uh, get the uh, radium out of it. There are 10 different things you need to do in order to get radium out of pitch blend, but it was a lot of work. And Marie actually ended up outsourcing the manual labor to laborers. Uh, <laughs> Marie worked nonstop, but also took care of her child at home. <coughs> she was like a can. She once again was like a candle at burning at both ends. It seems like she just constantly does that, and it, it's gonna, it's gonna come and bite her ass in the ass eventually. Like you know when you're like working yourself to death, and then finally one day you just fuck up everything, and it's because you're fucking tired. 
Uh, she did not yep. fuck up everything, though. Good on her. Because I would have. I have. Um, <laughs> both Marie and Pierre taught in order to get by because obviously their experiments aren't paying anything and they need to pay for their experiments. Pierre taught at the Sorbonne and Marie was at, taught at a female boarding school. Uh, it was actually a female boarding school that was supposed to create female teachers. Ironically enough, she was the only female teacher teaching in that school. Whoa. Yeah. That's Whoa. so typical. Yeah, oh my right. God. I mean, they w- and, uh, and in the words of the great Sonora, an attempt was made. An yeah, attempt but was like, made. you know, it's, it's almost equivalent to being like, we're going to pass laws about a woman's body, but we're like 90% men. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's an overestimation. But like, really, we don't have uteruses of our own unless so you, we ca- don't know what unless you count your wives as my possession, like my wives as my possession. I don't own a uterus. As I'll say, like, it w- I don't get to make those choices. Every time you say these things, I just think about like in last podcast on the left where they go, my wife, <laughs> like really loud. And I just like kind of laugh. As both Marcus and Henry do it, I and know. it's fucking That's hilarious. True. But anyways, I'm moving the fuck along. Is that uh, our catch? Is that the catchphrase? Yeah, now? instead of me is saying anyways and anywho. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay, I think I that did was a notice your one. anywho count went down. Yeah, it turns into and and turned it into a game. I know <laughs> it's a thing. I, I I listen to them and I notice them. And, and it I wasn't was a bad like thing, but he's like, because I t- I pointed it out to him. I was like, Heather thinks she says anywho too much, and he's like, ah, <laughs> she <laughs> does. <laughs> You said his name. Now I have to bleep it out. Girl, that is not the first time I said his name. Are you sure? Because I, that means I'm going to have to listen to the whole freaking episode. I really hope you listen to these before you put them up. You don't listen to your episodes before you put them up. I mean, you're I'm recording. You're going with it. I'm recording. You're, you're putting luck into that. You're putting fate on your side. I'm just throwing it into the ether and hope it floats away. <laughs> Hoping it sticks to something. <laughs> it's like throwing spaghetti against a wall. You hope it sticks. Yeah. <laughs> hope it, do you? Is that the rule? If it sticks, it's good? I don't know. I've always been afraid to throw spaghetti I'm at the wall. I've never thrown spaghetti. Have you seen the walls of I my apartment? Like, <laughs> I feel like it's going to be like, I throw it. It's going to fall. I'll be like, check this out. Throw it. Fall. Cat gets it. Oh, shit. I got to get that away from my cat. (laughs) Might be. Oh, man. Moving the fuck along. Um, Trademark pending. (laughs) No. Trademark pending. No. Trademark lawyers are expensive. No, thank you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I work industry knowledge. (laughs) They're expensive. Um, Worth it, though. I didn't even think of that when I said yeah, that. I you didn't even think of that. that. I worked with one of them. Um, That's funny. Her testing uh, had to fit into her life, and uh, she often brought Irene to the lab, and Irene hated it, which is kind of ironic because uh, Irene turned out to be like a famous, oh, like pro- prodigy. Yeah, well, prodigy. not a prodigy, like but she, she, she a famous. She, was she a physicist or a chemist? She was both. She was yeah. she was an element hunter too. Yeah. So. Yeah, so uh, element I hunter. I like that term. It's an easier way to say it because they're both they're both physicists and chemists. You yeah. mostly mostly chemists for the most part, but physics are highly involved in what they yeah. do. Yeah, because I guess that's that's the thing. It's like the mathematical chemistry. So after four years, Marie determined that radium equals two hundred and twenty nine point one three in weight, which was a big fucking deal. Yeah, um, I mean she isolated it. Yeah, they all yeah. have different masses. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it glows blue, everybody. Nice pale blue. So. Funny story from when, uh, from this book, from the disappearing spoon again. Um, so I don't. I'm gonna take it. We're not gonna get a lot into the details of her political struggles, right? You're we're gonna go into scandal. Yeah, the scandals. We're but like, you're not. So 
well, we're, we're going to get to her scandals, but to, she, we're getting to for some part. reason, like people didn't take her seriously. So sometimes yeah, she would that. pull scientists into dark closets and pull this out of her pocket because it's dark and you can see it glowing. And she's like, check this shit out, guys. Check. And they're like, fucking whoa. Still can't recognize your genius because you have tits. Because you have tits in a uterus. Well, some men are so fat they have tits. You got it. Well, yeah, but those don't you count. Got they you didn't gotta, think of it that way. Because it's the uterus that's the determination factor here at this point. So um, this was obviously magic, right? Or was it? Did you just call science? It? Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> I just walked right the fuck in. Is this in here? Oh, I yeah, I did. I did it. I could have read ahead, guys. It's I could have prepared it's for in it. The script sheet. In my defense, in your defense, though, I sent the script here, to wait, you. At I'm going to say how it should be said. Science, motherfuckers. <laughs> okay, I was about to say that's boring. <laughs> um, science. Period. You want to know why? Mm. Because you can't deny science. It's true not true made that. up. There's it's evidence. Oh, yeah, that's not true. That's another thing in that book. Anyway. Moving. This is turned into an ad for the disappearing spoon. <laughs> moving the fuck along. Uh, scientists kept requesting that the Curies do lectures, write notes, uh, write papers, and blah, 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 blah. They even received a letter from America asking if it was okay for them to produce radium on a mass scale. Both Marie and Pierre wrote several papers on the subject, um, na- which led them to the age-old thing, do they patent it? Do they patent the process? So it's strictly theirs. They get royalties and all that fun stuff. Um, nope, they did not, because apparently it was against the spirit of science. I'm guessing that the Aww, spirit of science ethics. isn't the same as it, it anymore, because uh, that's not a thing that happens anymore. Yeah. Anywho, they open sourced their methods. Everybody knew how to get radium now, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. So basically, it's like the uh, the Smithsonian. Like, yeah. So the people, it wasn't proprietary. So wasn't anybody pr- could yeah. make ri- radium because it was in the public sphere. Exactly. Like they 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 basically, if if a scientist went to Marie and Pierre and said, "Hey, how did you do this?" They show them the pro. He they provide them with the notes on the process. It's up to them to interpret it, but it's there. Marie this bitch becomes the first woman in france to get her doctorate yeah buddy Buddy. she fucked it up um eventually they received a weird letter from the swedish academy of science which was responsible for giving the nobel peace the nobel prize at this point and the the letter basically said that they were planning on giving pierre and becquerel the nobel peace prize for this discovery not marie sigh they basically wrote Maria off as Pierre's assistant, which I is a was common so annoyed by this. It's a common fuck up right here. Not a uh, fuck up. This is intentional. They're yeah. not fucking anything well, up. They know up. what they're doing. Hindsight's twenty twenty. It's a fuck up in my opinion. Um, <laughs> but the doctoral advisor for Marie actually was on the side supporting that Marie was the assistant, which was kind of fucked up. Fuck you, dude. Politics. Uh, wh- what was the name of the dude? Um, that we what what did we name the scribe in episode three? Uh. Jerry. His name is, this guy's name is Jerry, too. He's not his actual name, but anybody who's a fucked up dude, I would call Jerry. 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 Jerry Describe, remember? <laughs> you don't remember Jerry Describe? No, I do remember that. No. <laughs> I remember being like, all right, guys. <laughs> I'll overlook this science, but fuck you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Jerry. Fuck you, Jerry. Well, fuck you, Jerry, on this one. I'm sorry for any of our... I'm sure his name is actually known, but... Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it was, but uh, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that in the podcast that I listened to that told me this... uh. They said his name, but I just went, fucking Jerry. <laughs> I'm sorry if we have any Jerry listeners. We love you. 
But you also should feel not special. Not all Jerry's are the same. Yes. Pierre. This also goes for Germans. That's <laughs> not Danielle. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, Danielle? <laughs> Moving but along. That was a World War II term yes, for them, yes, right? Okay. Yes. But um, like, is that's not derogatory. I don't know. I didn't mean move it in the derogatory moving. sense, only because I'm actually ignorant. Moving um. the fuck along. Uh, Pierre. Oh, Pierre. Uh, said that he would turn it down, turn down the award if Marie was not was ignored. I'm sorry, if she was ignored, he was going to be like, nope. Which would actually make the Nobel pr- Committee look pretty fucking stupid because they offered one of th- what's supposed to be one of the most prestigious awards in science, and and Pierre went no. Yeah, nobody turns a down a Nobel. Yeah, but he was he was more than willing to do it for Marie because goal relationship goals right there. Uh, so they they eventually relented and both and Marie. Pierre and Becquerel all got the Nobel Peace Prize. They were invited to the reception and turned it down because probably they were a little bit miffed that they had to go through that old fucking process just because they didn't want to recognize Marie. Yeah, sure, I want to go to a party for these people. That Why not? reluctantly gave me a fucking Nobel The ones Nobel that we, Prize. I had to fight them to give what was mine. I need to stop calling it a Nobel Peace Prize because it's not the same. Yeah, it's just a Nobel. Nobel. So no, the Nobel Prize in what? Physics or physics. chemistry? It was physics. physics. Um, so they invited her. I so would love to win a Nobel Peace or Nobel Prize. <coughs> I say Peace Prize sometimes too. I would love to win one of those, but that's just like not in my future. I was you got to start working on those very like early. in your early twenties. Yeah, and like it's, like and it's got to be straight up research, and I don't yeah. work in research. Yeah. <laughs> so add further insult to injury, the Nobel Prize announcement called her Madame Curie. She had a doctorate. She was the first female to have a doctorate. You shall address her thusly. You know, you shall address her. That's a serious problem for women who have their PhDs. I like read an article about a lot of them who have like PhDs and pretty like badass shit, Mm -hmm. you know, and they go to things and people assume the doctor is their husband. Yeah, it's fucked up. It is like you shall address. They they put a lot of work into that. Call them fucking doctor. Yeah. Just like a lawyer, you, you put the Esquire at the end. Yeah, but you don't say it. It's even worse. Like, cause the doctor. Could you imagine if you did? Uh, <laughs> that that'd be the one where I'd be like, "All right, this calm is down. extra. <laughs> is this a Sonora cool rule? Because down. it's extra." <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Sonora. <laughs> um, regardless, she was the first woman to win a Nobel Prize, and f- for her uh, for her hard work in radioactivity, um, but not radium and polonium as a, as chemicals because chemics chemists were still pretty skeptical because again she discovered them mathematically yeah they were theoretical yeah, in a yeah way. they did she didn't physically have it well she did have radium yeah but after the, so marie spent the prize money on gifts for uh scholarships for underprivileged women again badass bitch fucking going for it uh donations to the sanatorium that her sister worked at because at the time like i know you're thinking sanatorium as in like mental hospital but that's also what they called hospitals in france at that time or sanatoriums. Yeah, I, I know so, most okay. sanatoriums. So, yeah. well, I'm the reason like I the got there was because she was going to be going for depression, depression, which yeah. means they were just going to like soak her in cold baths and tell her it's because she has a uterus. Yeah. Um. So she she did she donated to her sister's sanatorium, uh, which also her brother law worked at, uh, and she got a new bathroom. Was the brother law a doctor too? Yeah. Okay. Both both uh, Branya and her husband, who was also a Casimir, by the way. Really? Hus- yeah, her, uh, Branya's husband was Kasmir. <laughs> uh, I'd say what are the odds, but I imagine it's I, maybe not really it's that bad. Maybe it's a popular Polish name. I mean, yeah, because it's sort of like how many, like... Johns. Amanda's. Jens. Yeah. Maybe it was one of those names. Yeah, maybe. Um, but she also got a new bathroom for her house, 
practical priorities. And then she hired a few employees. Yeah, the bathroom's important. Yes, it is. She also hired a few employees to help with more things while she does some studying. Um. <laughs> Somebody's mad over there. There's yeah, a cat. Yeah, we may have a cat brawl brewing. Yeah. It's <laughs> almost dinner time, so they're getting they're getting hangry. They're getting punchy. They're getting punchy. Um, so Pierre was promoted at the Sarbonne, and he even got in his own lab. Not Marie, though. She didn't She didn't work for the Sarbonne. But they did offer her an assistant position. Which is in fucking fury. Mm-hmm. She has a Nobel Prize. And she's getting an offered assistant positions. Yeah. Let me, re- let me reiterate. She's got a Nobel Prize. Yeah. It gets worse. Um, the, the uh, but wait. It gets worse. It gets worse. <laughs> it's, it's, that's the story of history, folks. It, but wait. It gets worse. Um, they couldn't stand the attention, though. They're truly introverts. They are like the very I definition of introverts. I you know, mean they're adorable. my house? It's yeah, pretty much. It's like it's like somebody knocks on the door and you're peeking out from the window. You're like, do like, we have to answer it? Is it like, por- is it important? Fuck is it the police? Who arrives unannounced? Does it look <laughs> like they're giving us some kind of notice? I need three days notice before you show up because I need to mentally prepare. Mm, r- true story. If packages require signing, I sometimes just are like, I don't want it. I don't need it. <laughs> what do you mean this requires signing? God damn Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> but it's also because I'm just like not home. Yeah, when they yeah exactly. I'm not home at regular hours either. Um, so they hate it. Um, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, I know like you and I are facing each other right now, but I know if we like if it's never going to happen. But if we ever were to get a popular enough that live shows would be a thing. They wouldn't be a thing. I couldn't do it. No. I can talk to, like... Nope. I can talk to friends. There is a cat brawl. <laughs> yeah, they're getting they're getting super punchy. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah. So, I couldn't do it. I can't... I can't. No. Nope. It's just my brain would just be like... <laughs> I would just... I just think I'm not, like, a performer. No. Th- th- you That's gotta be thing. a I'm level of performing. I'm not. Like, right now, I'm sitting here just... She's sipping tea and and discussing, yeah. which is what, like this is recording a podcast. The reason I want to do it is I've there have been times where I've spent hours talking to my friends about history, and I'm like, this would be funny if we recorded it. So I did. So that's the, uh, I just for the record, I just watched the fucking panic on her face when she thought her mic turned off. <laughs> Dude, I am I'm still I'm still afraid of King Tut's curse. Okay, I'm still afraid of King Tut's curse. Oh, is that it's what we call tut. it? It's fucking Tut, man. Toon Common did it. You, you ask, you I get sometimes when I hear people say his full name, I get why we were just like, let's call Tut. him Tut. Yeah, no, it's really let's funny because Tut. because in the last in it's that like Xavier, let's call him X. <laughs> Xavier. I think they call him not Xavier. They call him Xavier or something. Uh, I've I never I've never heard it up. I've I was thinking triple X. Vin Diesel. <laughs> what has he been doing anything lately? I think he's coming back. I think they're making a new triple X. Uh, I think they're also making another Fast and Furious and he's in it. I really Yeah, I mean that that is Furious. his franchise. I think he's one of the producers. Yeah, probably. Probably. I mean it made him money. All Car right. people love that movie. So and moving the fuck along, uh in a not so sci- in a, the not so sciencey life of Mar- Marie Curie, in nineteen oh four, she had another daughter, Eve. I love that she like helps women and she has daughters and like they're in the same spot. Yeah, they're they're just like as bad she's as just as like her. I'm gonna raise you guys to be just like me and to lift other women up, and yep. it's great. And they did, um, but apparently Eve was a very needy child, which stressed the fuck out of me. I just want to say it. I think both children could be classified as needy. Yeah, I mean, their life depends. But apparently, on this you. one was like a crier, whereas Irene was not. 
Oh, so she was a baby. <laughs> apparently, but apparently Irene was like a robot. According to, what my, according to my data collection, most babies are criers. Yeah, well, I don't know. It, it just was like in the article I read that it noted that she was needy. Um, Can you imagine what needy is by Marie Curie standards? <laughs> Probably just required to be burped once. Um <laughs> She's like, do it yourself. <laughs> do it You're a strong, independent woman. Figure it out. <laughs> it's like, that's a baby, Marie. <laughs> that's a baby. It will be a strong, independent woman, but it needs your help right now. Just, no. I will, I'm lifting her up to figure she it. She can't lift her head. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow. <laughs> Reminds me of that meme, baby crying. Can you be more specific? <laughs> Didn't, didn't her sister-in-law tag us both For in sure. It? <laughs> and she's like, yo, this is both of you. True. I get it. You're upset, but can you tell me why? <laughs> I can't read minds, child. I can't read Funny minds. Funny story. So we were, I was on a plane recently, and my husband, there was a baby who started crying near the end, and we talked about it later, and we are like, can you imagine how scary it is to have your ears pop as a child? <laughs> Dude, it's scary for me as an it's adult. Just, it's such a weird experience, yeah. and like you, like you're, you don't, you feel the pressure building, but it's so slow that you don't realize how much hearing you've lost. And the baby until, has no idea. And that the it's baby's just like, explode. guys, this hurts. Why does everyone seem so calm? Why is no one helping me? What do I? Because they don't have a concept of swallowing. They're not drinking anything. Why would they do that? Can you imagine how terrifying that is? I would never take a baby on the plane. And I would ex- no, whatever. Like I well, hate no, people who are like, no, I'm, I'm not taking babies on planes. No, if I you just need don't to go on a plane with a baby. Fucking do it. Well, okay, I mean, like, if I needed to, I would. But given the option, we stay at home until that baby like exactly. Is, if you is, have to do it, is is smart. I'm not saying to go to Bora like Bora that. with your baby as soon as it's born. Like give them a minute yeah. and stuff. But if you have to try, like I don't. I get it. Babies are annoying when they cry on planes, and I've never been in a situation where they've been super terrible. Oh, I have. But like. Parents don't have control of young babies. They're gonna cry. Even There's nothing they dreadful. can do, and it gets me like really like irate yeah. when people like get all and like, "Don't bring a baby on a plane." Why can't I travel with a child? It's like I have places to be. This is like yeah, the, like I'm not saying this is 2020 people yeah. like babies travel now. No, but what I was saying, I wasn't saying like I know you. Oh, I'm not I, accusing you. I of that. wouldn't do it. I'm you can, and I support. It's sort you. of like how I feel, where it's like if a baby can't behave in a restaurant, I'm not going to restaurants. Yeah. That, that was how we were raised. Yeah, was, we, we didn't we get to go to restaurants <laughs> until we behaved. Yeah, exactly. So, now, like, remember that hindsight is twenty twenty. Do you remember this for this next section? Which is also this year. Yeah, this is year. 2020. <laughs> um, and still we're as blind as ever. Uh, uh, we're blinder than you like before. how I tied that together? That was, pretty, that was pretty nice, right? That's nice. That was good. It's clever, that's right? Good. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back because yeah. nobody else is going to think it's clever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We got some good Spoiler. Ideas. It's not really that clever. <laughs> Anyways, radium was being... Moving the fuck along. Yes. Radium was being used in a lot of products after the discovery. It was in toothpaste to whiten your teeth, skin cream to whiten your skin. It was in water, and it was on Can fabrics. Just, this is something that always blew my mind about mm-hmm. when this, is, this stuff was happening. They're like, we got this new element. Put Let's that just sh- throw it in everything. I put that shit Forget on Forget about how long it takes <laughs> to figure out the effects. Like, come... like It's the hot sauce of, of, of materials, okay? Put that shit like, on like everything. You have things like asbestos where you're, or, and, like, lead, where, like, no one was... There were long-term effects. 
So, like, you really can't tell for a couple years. So, mm-hmm. no one's, like, they'll do, like, four years of test and be like, okay. But, like, now it's, like, six months later, it's in fucking bleaching cream. <laughs> it's in, thi- <laughs> like, and you're just, like, what? A wet. <laughs> like, what? it was, a, it was, what? One sense, like, MS like innocence not really knowing how much things could affect you because you just didn't know the science and one bit uh, like the pure capitalism of the time oh yeah there's actually like do you remember that one uh watch watch company fire that happened where like tons of women died they they were painting it the wasn't that no that was a fabric one there was a radio there was a watch factory where they were painting radium watch faces and the women got radiation poisoning Mm -hmm. and like it was this whole legal battle oh yeah but downside of radio radioactivity radiation Radiation poisoning poisoning. we're gonna get into that um so they put that shit on everything pierre got burns that they healed really weird and when it healed it was like a grayish skin afterwards almost like dead skin microwaved skin yeah that and then and even uh marie wrote down like that she had actually gotten burned by the radium through a box like it was in a wooden box it burned through the box and that shit's no joke yeah shit's no joke um like so nowadays the amount of precautions you have to take yeah clearly the shit was dangerous but nobody was gonna listen to them because it made them glow oh my god can you oh my god <laughs> like just looking back now it's horrifying but like they didn't know but like still like i'm like Again, oh my like now we wear like just for like tooth x-rays we wear like lead fucking we, we talked about that in the mini episode too where like it's like don't you love when they go to do that x-ray they put the weighted thing on you and then they run behind the door like you'll be fine you're gonna be fine <laughs> yeah, it's we radioactive to, don't we worry that little blanket that's gonna help you <laughs> we talked about that the weighted blanket's episode. there to make you feel better and also to protect you from you know x-rays yes yes indeed um pierre and so pierre eventually did the required nobel prize lectures they all had to do and they he begrudgingly did it um i love the idea of a begrudging lecture <laughs> <laughs> this shit is this i don't all right i'm got here any questions like you, you know my name when you came here that's Let's why you're started. here um so he begrudgingly did it and the entire lecture he stressed the importance of what marie did i love pierre pierre is truly a treasure Pierre is the perfect hubbo. He is. He's the perfect hubbo. Um, he mentioned radioactivity. But, like, almost someone like her requires that kind of yeah, hubbo. Like, sh- you need someone who's not going to, who's going to support you. Yeah, not, not like, try to support you. and, like, be, like, treat her as an equal. It's, it's great. Yeah, I it's love great. it. Like, that is, that is a perfect relationship. And so rare back then. No, I can't say that. It, it was rare in, like, the scientific community, at least. Maybe? Who knows? I'm not we a scientist. Don't know all We're not in scientific France in the 1800s. In early 1900s. Um, so, he did mention during his lectures that mo- radioactivity could be dangerous if it fell into the hands of the power hungry. If he only knew. Yeah. So, Pierre started to show signs of radiation poisoning. Um, apparently, the body accepts radiation as calcium when it gets radiation poisoning. I might be butchering this, Danielle. You can, like, try and correct me if you want. I'm not going to lie. I don't know a huge bit about this, but I could try to speculate based on my knowledge of biology. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it, like, boils... It disrupts things. It's yeah. almost like being microwaved a little bit. Like Yeah, and, it, like, it, it, it's... it's It disrupts... Uh, it's it disrupts your cellular structures. Mm-hmm. Like, because uh, these waves are... These waves pass through your body, and it's not like it's, like... It's not like you're you're passing through like a wall of air. You're passing through matter. You're passing through something that has a structure that's not meant to be broken by anything yeah. other than what is built into it. Mm-hmm. So like, for example, like your bones don't typically come in contact with anything but the muscles that attach them and the blo- blood that flows through them. Mm-hmm. 
So the idea of these waves coming through it, it disrupts. Yeah. Yeah, like it, it disrupts the bone marrow, which we'll get into more radioactive, like radioactive poisoning in, in a little bit. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no, we're, we're gonna like. I think I don't, I'm I'm really mad I didn't look it up more because yeah, this I is this is where I would have excelled. Yeah, yeah, no, I <sighs> I think I mentioned a little bit more and go into different details later on. Damn it, Danielle. Sorry about that. God damn. It, we can just blame it on the fact that I didn't send you the script till three thirty in the morning. We're gonna do that because I I meant I to didn't send do it my to research either. No, I meant to send it to you last. Online. I know, but I also meant to do some kind of research. <laughs> And uh, so we both kind of fucked it. I had a busy Friday. Yeah, it's a busy day. A busy week this week. Um, so Pierre started working like crazy. And ironically, Marie actually slowed down and she focused less on science and more on raising Irene and Eve. Love her. Yeah, she event she was like she basically the way she looked at it is I got my Nobel Prize. I got my doctorate. I'm OK. And see, like, this is the thing I like is that like. She did her, mm-hmm. and now she's focusing on a different part. Like it's, I hate these like thoughts that if you if you have a career, if you have focus it, like, in on yourself in life, you're just giving up the idea of a family and a future. And it's just like you can do both. Mm-hmm. It's hard, and you have to work hard for but it. But it's worth it. And it, it, yeah, it's worth it, and you can do it. Mm-hmm. And it's it doesn't matter where you start. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how long it takes you. If you want to have a family, have a fucking family. If you want to focus on your career. Focus on your fucking career. Nothing is out of the picture just because you pick one. Like, you, you, having one does not mean the other yeah. is not going to happen. Yeah, 100%. So on April 19th, 1906, Pierre slipped on a rock, fell into a road, and got run over by a horse-drawn cart. I'm heartbroken right now. It was what? so sudden and unexpected. Um, it, was, it was just so sudden and unexpected that... Um, when they told Pierre's father, he goes, my son is, like, he said something like, my son is dead. My son is dead. What was he dreaming about this time? Because he was, like, always always thinking up to something. And that he automatically just assumed that he Pierre was so stupid. No, that Pierre was so distracted that, like, he walked into traffic. But he actually <sighs> fell. And I also read, I also read another, um, another th- uh, thing that when they told Marie... She no, was. Don't tell me this either. She was in such shock that she just kept asking, "Wait, he's dead? He's dead? Like Pierre, my husband is dead." You must be wrong. Yeah, you must be mistaken. You mu- yeah, like she she w- didn't believe it, and like later on, um, Eve actually turns into a very famous journalist. Wrote that this was when her mom truly changed. People used to think that she was like so career driven and stoic then, but in reality, she was so caring and loving still. But once he died, there was a shift. She still loved her daughters. She still cared she for her daughters, herself. but she only cared for her daughters and science. She didn't bother with anything else for a long ass time. Yes, it was it was, was life shattering. Yeah, yeah it sh- it shattered. It sh- it completely changed oh, her that as makes a me result. So sad. Um, because like her biggest cheerleader, her soulmate, suddenly <coughs> gone, just blink of an eye. Heather, that would be devastating for me. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'd recover from it either. Yeah, I mean, she really, like, she never did. Pierre was still always just the love of her life. Um, so she sent Irene away for a few days and told her family in Poland what had happened. She apparently reigned very stoic and kind of collected, other than the initial shock of Pierre's dead, you must be wrong. Like, she just said it very flatly when she said it to the police. Um, but once Pierre's older brother showed up for the funeral, mm-hmm. she fucking lost it. Because yeah. I guess Pierre looked like him. Yeah. Um. So she lost it. 
Yeah. Um, well, everybody deals with grief differently. Yeah, like exactly. Exactly. So she fucking lost let it. Her fucking grief. So following the funeral, Marie actually returned to work. It was actually uh, Pierre's older brother who like was like, "You need to get back to it. You can't just. You can't. Pierre would want you to get back to it. Yeah. Like, you need to do it." So she was actually offered assistant government assistance for her and her children, and she adamantly refused it, stating, "I am perfectly capable of supporting myself and my children." I love she that. Fucking badass. Like, you know, just lost the love of her life, but is still like, no, I don't need no, your help. No, I can do this. I got you. I got this. I'm not some, like, deserted, like, abandoned fucking woman. Yeah, she's I can, I'm not so pitiful widow. Yeah, I'm, you know? I can... St- I mean, I am a, pit- I am a widow, widow, and I'm upset yeah, about but it. She but she ain't pitiful. Yeah, no Not at the least. Not at the least. So, uh, in ni- on May 13th, 1906, just a little bit after, uh, the Sarbonne invited her to take Pierre's post. Oh, She's not a fucking assistant now, is she? Nope. No. No. She also had a Nobel Prize. I know. Fuck it. I can't reiterate that enough. Nobel Prize. Nobel Prize. Uh, the source I used said that she did it in ho- she um boo 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 boo. I sh- the source that I I I'm tired. Um, <laughs> the source I used said that she she I she accept she accepted the position to pay tribute to Pierre's memory, but I think she also kind of did it for future women to be like, listen, look at me, I have the Nobel I have the Nobel Prize, I I am I have a doctorate, the first doc female with a doctorate, and I teach in at the all of France, and I teach this and I teach at the Sorbonne, like, fuck y'all. Not surprisingly, on November 5th, 1906, her first lecture, the hall was packed as she was the first woman professor. Oh my God, that's so cool. She was the first woman professor. I was really scared that you were going to say like nobody showed up and I was going to be like, what? The first one. So she gave a rather matter of fact lecture on the development of physics in the past year. Apparently when somebody takes over a post in the Sarbonne, usually the new person is supposed to pay tribute to the predecessor and boast about their accomplishments, but Marie ain't got time for that. She's like, fuck you guys. This is a lecture. She's about like, I don't have to tell you how awesome my Y'all husband was. Y'all know who I am. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to talk about You're in the Sarbonne. You know who well, I am. Well, also, she just lost him. Like, yeah. why the hell do you think yeah. she wants to talk about him? That's just upsetting. Yeah. So she also continued to do her research on isolating radioactive elements. Her vigorous deep dive into the research, again, partially due to the, there was a letter that was sent by uh, Lord Kelvin who, from London, who was actually <sighs> a huge fan of Pierre. To be just little tidbit mm. there's a temperature system named yeah. after Lord yeah. kelvin yeah kelvin kelvin's a big deal yeah kelvin's a big deal he's oh. a chemist chemist i did it again <laughs> i did it again guys i speak english i swear to god <laughs> a chemist he's a chemist <laughs> i went to school for chemist history shut the fuck up uh, <laughs> shut the fuck up bitch so he was a chemist obviously and he was a fan of pierre like that doesn't mean that he hated Marie, but he was a P- he was a, he was in the camp of Pierre. Um, I mean, it's hard to like not listen to the stories when you don't know yeah, the person. Exactly, exactly. So he stated that radium was not an element, but a compound of lead and five helium atoms. Um, not sure what that means, but I'm assuming that it's not an element. So whatever. Uh, she she basically went, "Bitch, did he just?" And then she proceeded <laughs> to uh. To to make her findings about this radioactivity irrefutable. This is the best part about science rivalries is the back and forth. Because it'll like be like a response to. 
in regards to <laughs> and no no it's like the ever all of their page birds are like in a response to blah 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 at all i part of me and it's like some of it have some sass in it that's yeah. just like great it's like part of me wishes they some, could do the things some that people I say, may like assume but that would be a simple deduction. Like yeah. they use terms like that, yeah. and it's just like, that would be, like oh that would be a shit, gr- a gross misunderstanding. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're like, oh shit. It's man. a simplistic interpretation. Yeah, like those kind of <laughs> words that are like still respectful, but like it, it's mad shade. <laughs> um, so with the help of her friend Andre De Brain, uh, she confirmed that radium was an element, and t- it and it took years to get the atomic weight recorded without question. So. To be clear, the difference between how he said it was not it, what it was, and it was nitrogen or yeah. uh, it was lead and helium. Lead and helium. So what he's saying is that there's, so it was lead, and then I think he said five heliums, three heliums, three heliums. So it means that there are four total elements, three of which that are all helium ions, and then one that's the lead. So she was saying, so he's saying basically it was compound, and it's not. It's mm-hmm. she needs to. Prove that it's a, a single ion. Yes, yes, that's it, and that's what she did. Uh, despite being an unapologetic badass bitch, Marie missed Pierre like crazy, and as such, she was striving to make something to memorialize him in her work. So she missed him like crazy. I mean, yeah, he was a sweetie. Yeah, while conducting research and teaching at the Sorbonne, she still had time. <coughs> Sorry, I'm losing my voice here, guys. <coughs> they are. <laughs> I wonder. If, I wonder if that's good to her. Um, oh, she's on a chair. She, <laughs> wants <to be> <laughs> she, she, she wants to be heard. That's uh, Danielle's cat, one of them. Uh, if you did hear the meow, if you didn't, there was a very loud, obnoxious meow. There's some hangry going on. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So while conducting research and teaching at the Sarbonne, she still had time to run and co- a cooperative school that was very different from French schools. And this school was to teach um, women. Again, it was another. It was another women's boarding school. But this one, um, back in the day, back in this time, French schools were like, you sit down, the teacher talks, you listen. No questions, no interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, she did a more cooperative school, more interactions. And it kind of like, it eventually caught on. But this one was specifically for women. Um, in 1910, Pierre's father passed away. Which is also very sad because he had been around for her throughout everything. Um, but at the same time, uh, Marie isolated uh, radium metals. Oh. So she even published a bo- uh, textbook called The Treatise of Radi- on Radioactivi- Radioactivity. Uh, I tried to do that with a French accent. It fucked me up. Um, she, um, she had also had the right to define the international standards for radian- radium emissions. The standard is now called a curie. A curie is a unit of radioactivity. Once One curie is the is the quantity of radioactive substance that decays at a rate of 3.7 times 10 to the 10th power disintegration per second. How did I do on that? Pretty good. It sounded like I knew what I was talking about. I don't know what it means. Uh, it's just a unit of measurement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it sounded like I understood, right? Of course it did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> There's a there was a there was a issue right there. I might try to cut that out. Um now on to part now onto the parts of um her story that are truly on his PU history brand. Um The Scandals. So 
In November of 1910, Marie offered herself as the candidate for a single vacant seat and uh, for a physicist in the French Academy of Sciences. The nerve, right? You know, she's only a Nobel Prize winning mm, she has Sorbonne a Nobel professor. Prize. A Nobel Prize winning I mean, doctorate with a Sorbonne professorship. You know, no big deal. Discovered an element, which is a pretty big deal back then. But it's because she was a woman that everybody's like, what she really fuck? that good? Yeah. Are we going to start agreeing that there are equals? <laughs> because I, I don't know if I can this. do that. Her I did this to get away from people who were smarter <laughs> than me. Oh, that's, that's generalizing. Uh, but. So uh, her main competition was a scientist named uh, Eduard, Eduardo hmm, Edrondo Brandley. We're just going to call him Brandley. Uh, who, has, who at this time didn't even actually win a fucking Nobel Prize, I'm just going to say. But he yeah, was it's sort of like the one person who's less qualified than you, but he he well he, he was, was a on, man. He w- not only that, but he was also honored by the Pope. So the French Catholics Ugh. loved him. Because you know the Pope him. is the foremost expert on expert on physics and science specifically. If he backs you, man, you know your shit. So the politics of France at the time were heavily divided. We know a thing or two about that. Um, <laughs> ridiculously divided. There was the w- there was the conservative Catholic side, and then there were the liberal. There were the liberals, the f- uh, which was where Marie landed on the liberal side. Um, there were many rumors and accusations that spread about Marie as a result of her being like, "I could totally do this," and so they spread rumors. The tabloids specifically. The fr- so we're gonna go. Here's a few. Um, oh God, this is gonna. Mi- you ready? Are you ready for rage? This is gonna. You ready? Happen. Um, she was Jewish. How uh. did you miss anti-Semitism? Because it's back uh. like a bad penny. It's been like it, we only we st- we last talked about you for like it's been like four episodes now. Hi, anti-Semitism. I didn't miss it. Did you? Why do you don't say hi to it? It'll stick around. <laughs> don't recognize. Don't, don't need to make it. eye contact. <laughs> okay, that she was not the no- next one is that she's not truly French. Technically, who the fuck cares? I mean, technically, she's Polish. But she had been a French c- citizen for decades at this point. And she taught at the fucking Sorbonne. The French school. Like, the French su- university. She taught there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you, you, you're going to let her, you're going to le- let this person who's te- What does it matter? Who's not technically French. She's more qualified. So, she eventually lost to Branley. By only two fucking votes, though. Ugh. And, and one douche. Um, I, well, I should, I, I would say that in a French, uh, what is it? <laughs> douche? <laughs> douche. Yeah, the word itself, I'm pretty sure, is French, yeah, actually. Sure. So this one douche. Because <laughs> um, we French now. Uh, Emile. No, no, we're not. Amagat. Amagat. Uh, well, we're not French because I'm definitely. It's Emile Amagat. Um, was quoted saying, women cannot be part of the this of the Institute of France. Wrong. Fuck you, bro. You are very so wrong. wrong. So fucking wrong. Now on to the uh, Lagavine affair. I'm going to go raging about this in a minute. In 1911, there were rumors about an affair that Marie was having uh, with a prominent physicist, Paul Lavigan, who was five years younger than her. First off, get the nerve. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. <laughs> get it, girl. <clears throat> Age is just a number. Yeah, it's a, it's a concept. Yo, you can hook them, take them. Yeah, fuck yeah. Girl, go, get girl, it. go. Um, he was Pierre's student back in the day. And actually worked closely with Albert Einstein. He was around. I love Albert Einstein. I know. He's adorable. He's another hero. He's adorbs. Um, He's also a genius. Yeah, that too. 
with Tend a very forward thinker. I like I like adorable geniuses. They're cute. Yeah. Paul was married. One of my favorite quotes is his. Could I say it off the top of my head? Absolutely not. But I know it's my favorite. It's my favorite quote from him. Hey, that works. Uh, Paul was married, but according to one source that I read, his wife came from a similar working class background, but lacked his educational uh, attainments. So I get it, dude. You can't really talk to so her. She was really just a uh, what everybody wanted. Mar- Marie yeah, to an, be. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. And it's like I get it. You can't talk to her about sciencey shit. And divorce really wasn't a thing. But like, whatever. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Who am I to judge? Back then, I think affairs were like less about. Dude, the French like invented affairs. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, I was talking to this about about this with the, my trainer. I can guarantee you, people have been unfaithful before the French. I know, but, <laughs> but like, I feel like it's a it's a very French. I'm thing. no historian, but I'm willing to bet money on. That. <laughs> I, feel, I like. I feel like it's a. I feel like they made it classy though. French I think they made, made it, it like uh, a thing to talk about. I feel like they made it classy. It was it was <laughs> some sweet goss. Yeah, <laughs> like that's some gua right there. Sweet goss. Some gua. I love gua. Um, so despite the fact that she was widowed, so she wasn't cheating on anyone. Paul was, but she's not. Yeah, but she is the cheaty, the one who is cheated with a uh, man. It takes two to tango. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. It's not 100% her. The press still accused her of tarnishing the name of her husband. He's dead, guys. Like, you're a fucker. And he probably would have been like, girl, get it. Yeah, he's probably in, like, he's he's probably It's so irritating to me. Because, like, like, girl, get it. Uh, He's a good man. I hope he's not hovering around. That's a little creepy. Uh, But men are creepy sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? I don't know. Uh, I hate to break it to you. I'm creepy sometimes. Yeah, everyone's Uh, creepy. But, like... I don't know. Like, was the concept of if I die, I want you to move on, like, not a thing back then? Because I feel like people did it more. Yeah, they did it more. Like, you, you had to. For yeah, you had women to. Women specifically had to. Yeah, so, like, what, is it because she just wasn't married to I, him? Cause like, because that was, was not it, rare. It's because he was married. It was even said that, um, that uh, once the rumors started and they spread, it said that Paul's wife actually found love letters from Marie to Paul. And showed them to the tabloids. And once she found those, Paul's wife started to b- divorce proceedings. Good. She yeah. Did I mean, like, wasn't yeah. Fucking yeah, I was about to say. Uh, so they accused her of tar- they accused Marie of tarnishing uh, Pierre's name. Uh, also, they call the the anti-Semitism reared its fucking head again. Uh, really wish it would stop popping up. The tabloids called her a foreign Jewish homewrecker. To reiterate, she's not Jewish. Marie Curie's not Jewish. She's an atheist. Yeah, but she was born Jewish. Wasn't she? No. All right. <laughs> like, no. Because, I mean, especially back then, like, it didn't matter what you followed. It's because she's Polish. They thought she was Jewish. Because a lot during the pogroms, they poured, they pushed yeah. uh, the Jews all the way out. Poland, Ukraine, Romania. They were all there. So, anyways. Some tabloids said that the affair was going on while Pierre was alive. And he, it led him to suicide. Guys, he fell in front of a cart. He slipped and fell. The sensational media is not a new thing. It's been around for fucking ages. But back then it was bad because people couldn't even check their work. Yeah, like there's no fact check. Nowadays, the worst part is that we can fact check and be like, you're just lying. Yeah, you're fucking lying. Back then, that was the truth. Mm -hmm. That Mm. was what people believed. That's all they knew. Yep. Yep. The people of France reacted horribly to all of this. And while Marie, when Marie came home from an international conference in Brussels, she found an angry mob outside her house. For fuck's sake. And her daughters were being terrorized inside. 
for fuck's sake. Uh, they had to stay with friends be in Paris because of this. Uh, she lived out in a suburb outside of Paris. Uh, Paul had to deal with the journalists that broke the story. Uh, he had a duel. He had a duel. I wrote deal, duel, but it's duels. duel. He had a duel. Well, you could love duels all you want, but it was really not that interesting. There was no blood. It was like a duel of honor. Oh, most of them didn't, never ended it, unless you're, you know, mm. Hamilton. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Was um, it Hamilton? Hamilton died. No, Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson's the one who... who no, but didn't Hamilton die in a duel? I'm not sure. I, I'm pretty sure I'm that's pretty, how he died, because he was a douche. I'm pretty rusty. Was he? I'm pretty I rusty. I feel like I'm messing that up. Sorry. I'm very rusty on my early um No, I listened American to like a audible book on the on Rivals mm. and it was definitely in there and he definitely deserved to get shot. <laughs> I mean, l- he let's was definitely let's an asshole. Honest, let's be honest, a lot of historical figures were fucking No, but guys. like I mean, he had been in so many duels and he finally got killed by one. So yeah. it's like you kind of deserve it. It's dude. A, you throw the dice enough. Um so with all the scandal, the scandal, it almost overshadowed the next her next great accomplishment, which was her second Nobel Prize. Bitch got another Nobel Prize. Uh, this one was for wor- her work in chemistry, um, and the discovery of polonium and radium. Because now she's, the chemists are satisfied. They uh, they believe that these things exist. Yeah, she's irrefutable phys- proof. Yeah, she's got physical proof. She's got data. Yeah, so. The, her In her acceptance speech, she paid tribute to her husband, which is very sweet, but Aww. also made it abundantly clear that her work was independent from him and specified what her discoveries were, what discoveries were made after his death. Good. So she clearly she's got to say it louder for those in the back. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> seriously. Um, so, alas, at the end of 1911, Mary became ill and went through an operation to remove lesions from her uterus and kidneys might have been a result of the radiation. Oh, 100% probably. Um, uh, I, uh, <laughs> 100% probably. <laughs> 99% of the time, it works almost all the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I usually say that all, a lot, all, all, though. Like, I 100% probably. <laughs> the most non-committal. You gotta, yeah, was committal. Say, you either got to be confident or not confident. I'm Danielle. so non-committal <laughs> in that one. Like, I know what I'm talking about, maybe. In 1913, she began to travel again and return to science. Notably, Einstein visited her for an extended period of time. Love him. Um, She also opened and headed a research facility in Warsaw. At the time, it was set... Can we just talk about... I always thought the name Warsaw was such a badass name. It does seem kind of metal. It it sounds like it should be a metal band or something. Yeah, definitely. Um but so she sets up an institute in Warsaw as well as a second one in Paris. During World War One, this badass bitch outfitted eighteen portable X-ray stations that could treat the wounded soldiers on the front lines. Sometimes even operating those those things herself, driving to the front lines. Everybody had to do something. She was fucking badass. She lived in Europe, and you weren't contributing to the war in some fashion. Like then it was on your doorstep. Yeah, it was fucked up. After Especially because her they took Poland. Wait, this is World War Two or one? This is one. One. They didn't okay. take Poland. You're good. God damn it. Um, after her second Nobel Prize, <laughs> so the mad. rumors I was like, of I know history, <laughs> and then I didn't. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm the history one. You know the science. Um, after I the know. second Nobel Prize, the rumors of Marie uh, about Marie slowly faded, like all of the Jewish home records. Because things. it wasn't true, right? And this, even so, being Jewish isn't a bad thing, guys. I'm really fucking hate that people thought it was. Mm, it's not past tense. <sighs> 
Anti-Semitism is still a thing. It's still alive. I remember in uh, the one of I was li- like re-listening to something of one of our old episodes, and I was just like, I was like, until somebody told me that I can't be Indiana Jones because Nazis don't exist. They lied to me. They exist. <laughs> Nazis still exist, guys. Um, so now in 1921, Marie went to America. Now you've got to remember that uh, you do remember when I told you that her and Pierre decided not to patent the discovery, right? Well, how did it turn out in the most capitalist country in the world? Well, in a true American fashion, we showed her why that was a bad idea. Oh, for the love of God. (laughs) U.S. scientists and chemical companies had begun to process radium and sell it for cancer treatment and to the military for research, resulting in it being about $100,000 a gram. And also, a lot of radioactive material just sitting around. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if you cover that, but that's hard to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And we have a, and it's not good to have around. Oh, man, no, no. We have all They areas. bury that shit. Yeah, we have a bunch of areas in the desert that just has, then like... We just bury it. So don't plant. And hope it just sits there long enough to get a little less dangerous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she couldn't afford the ML- element she discovered, so she you couldn't imagine how irritating that is. Like, what? you guys... Like it's like, bitches, I discovered this. Give it to me for free. No, it's not even that. But realizing that these people produce something in mass that it, she didn't know this at the time, probably, that is dangerous yeah. and that you can't get rid of e- easily. Yeah, she didn't really discover the dangers at this point. Um, so so she couldn't afford her discovery. So she came to the United States to kind of like, you know, do research in the United States. But she couldn't dis- she couldn't afford the material she needed to do her research. Isn't that the story of like everybody's life? <laughs> yeah, can't so afford uh, it. Uh, can't afford it. Every that's a, that's a Yay, truly American capitalism. tale. True American tale. A journalist named Missy Maloney actually started a fund for her after interviewing her. Oh, that's cool. Called Marie Curie. Hold that thought. Marie Curie's Radium Fund, which was to raise money for Marie's research. Um, in order to do this. She painted Marie Curie as something she wasn't. She replaced the stoic, general, like, blunt scientist with a benevolent hero who just wanted to uh, cure cancer. I mean, she did wanted to, but she wasn't, like, the healing type. Yeah, she wasn't doing it for... They made her her seem almost meek. Like, they they marketed her. They made her her likable. Pretty much. Uh, Curie obviously did not like that at all. She was a little pissed. Um... Yeah. They they even went so far <laughs> that uh she said that the discovery of radium wasn't just it wasn't to like heal the world. It was p- for pure science done in and of itself. Because that's her life. She's a scientist. Despite the, her protests, the money was raised. And she accepted it begrudgingly. <laughs> I mean she needed the money. <laughs> she just kept accepting She's it. She's like, You guys are wrong, <laughs> but but thanks. thanks. <laughs> I've been in that position before. It's like I'm not happy about this, but thanks. Like Damn, when you get I need promo- the money. Yeah, like when you get a promotion at a at a job you don't like, you know, yeah, you're, like, you're just like, <sighs> you're like, sure, thanks. thanks for the paycheck. Yeah, thanks. But been there a few times, so uh, she accepted it and went on a tour of the U.S. with her daughters, all the while meeting all of these admirers who read about her, and they did not see that compassionate, caring he- healer that M- Missy wrote about. <laughs> Can you imagine? She actually refused to like shake hands with people or even talk to yeah, people. She like, was like, I'm not, alone. no. She's I'm a, a scientist. Not only that, but I'm, I'm a on, celebrity. Not only that, but I'm on vacation. That Fuck too. off. Um, anyways, she got her radium, though. She spent the, she got the money. She got, bought the radium. And then she was like, fuck you guys and went back to Paris. Um, so, so <laughs> wait, she, she paid for the radium in and America. Then and Paris. then just went back to Paris. But isn't it cheaper in Paris? Yeah. She thought it was going to be cheaper in the U.S. 
And then uh, she just basically was done guys, with Guys, we US. were so capitalist that she just was like, fuck, fuck this. Fuck you guys. She was just like, I'm done. She's like, peace um, out. I'm done. So she went back to there and she worked w- with that material in the laboratory until she died. Marie died at the age of 66 on July 4th, 1934. Although she had suffered many health issues, it's noted that as early as 1920, she uh, she like she d- she had health issues as early as 1920. She didn't really believe that her work was detrimental to her health. She didn't believe it at all. Well, because I mean, back then they didn't really have yeah, there knowledge was she didn't of that. Yeah, they had no idea. And I mean, it's it was just like part of growing old. You it's just not. It's get not. Sick. An, yeah, it's not. It's not like she was arrogant. Like, no, this isn't doing it. It's like literally, like you have no proof. I'm not going to believe you. Well, and because radiation isn't something you could see, and yeah. you can't see what it's doing to your body. Yeah. So um, none of the doctors that saw her prior to her death could determine what the true issue was. They suspected TB. I'm sorry, tuberculosis. I wrote TB. Um, in Switzerland, the doctor and a, a doctor actually diagnosed it with uh, a blood disorder with no cure, is what he said. That's just that's such a cop out. It's like it's like the mysterious illness that uh, there was a there was a dude who died from King Tut's curse. He was an X-ray technician. What do you think the mysterious? I illness know. I was? remember reading about that once, and yeah. I was like, ah. <laughs> the mysterious illness is radiation uh, yeah, no, poisoning. Oh my god! I recently on uh, this podcast will kill you. They went through. She looked at like the London Death Library or Aww. something, and she's like, someone died from like boredom or something it was like something yeah oh yeah some something of them, ridiculous some of them are really ridiculous i've looked yeah. at them too and i was just like oh what a world we lived in back then where, know, where deaths were like kind of whimsical <laughs> in a way. Like a whim- such whimsy such whimsy <laughs> in a case of the of the withers and the vapors <laughs> the vapors. I um, upon her death uh, the doctor said the disease was an oh god all plastic pernicious anemia a plastic pernicious anemia i got it kind of right yeah it's just uh-huh. it's pronounced a plus of rapid feverish development uh the bone marrow did not react probably because of she microwaved because it. it was injured by a long accumulation of radiation mm, which is like i'm being simple by saying microwaves because it's not but uh it's like microwaving she it. cooked herself from the inside out and it's not like not yeah, on purpose but she mm-hmm. disrupt dis- disrupt the ca- the structure of her bu- of mm-hmm. her body parts so marie is often called a martyr to science who contributed more to the general welfare of mankind she did she goes down as one of the most prolific minds in in the modern era both as a woman and a scientist she is yeah 100 percent. these are these are all accurate now just to recap danielle picked a truly badass bitch and i now know more about you shouldn't be surprised like knows like heather i'm I'm like Like knows like i'm just i'm just Recapping. I'm just pointing out that you shouldn't be surprised. It is. You picked a badass bitch because you're a badass bitch. Because I'm a badass bitch. All right. Uh, Marie and Pierre <laughs> work. while she sips her tea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a badass bitch. <laughs> I'm a badass bitch. <laughs> sips her tea and snuggles her Yoda plushie. I don't have one of those, but I will. One day. Um, there's a pork right over there. It's a dog toy. <laughs> he hasn't torn it apart yet? My, my boss got it for me. And uh, I was like, I, I can't give it to him because he'll tear it apart and eat it and choke on it. Mm. Um, that is and a problem I, with dogs. She asked me about it later because I was like, oh, thanks. She asked me about it later. And I was like, yeah, I couldn't give it to him. He was going to probably choke on it. She's like, and then Kyle's like, why did you tell her? You could have lied. And he, that's what he said. He's like, why did you, you, you just lie? Fucking I was like, I don't know. I panicked. Fucking scientist. Fucking you guys pan- don't work well uh, on No, your toes. it's not even that. <laughs> I just pan- No. Take that back. <laughs> I'm very good on my toes. You don't know what I do. <laughs> Secondly, um, no, I just panicked. <laughs> I panicked with people. That had nothing to do with yeah, my true, science true, true, true. But I was like, uh, mm. 
<laughs> Couldn't give it to him. You're just gonna lie. Um, so it n- is a next recap. Right Marie and Pierre were kind of adorable science. Uh, uh, the most adorable science duo ever. Um, they were relationship goals to the highest extent. Um, Marie. Yeah, I was gonna say that is really clink crinkly. Put that down. It has a squeaker too. No, of course it does. Of course it does. <laughs> We're talking about the um, pork again. Marie n- made an amazing contributions to both chemistry and physics. Two Nobel prize prizes, nothing to scoff at, especially since she put in the fucking work for both. Mm-hmm. She worked really fucking. She had to fight for the one. Hard, really fucking hard. And final point: fuck tabloids and fuck all those people who. Uh, who stood in her way because she still she has gone down in history. Oh yeah, she like is a she is prolific. She is like there. most female figures in history. Mm-hmm. History remembers them the w- the way they are, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like nowadays. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think about everything that goes on right now, and I'm like, I hope history remembers this, and yeah. I hope history remembers who were the good guys and who were the bad guys. Yes. Because 100%. history will look back on us, and I want to make sure I'm on the right side. Yes, yeah, and that's how that was. Well, sometimes the, the like she did that for science, yeah, and she knew that what she was doing would affect science, and it drastically yeah, she, did. She did the damn thing. Um, so I was gonna ask for your reaction, but you just kind of gave it. Yeah. So uh, I love Marie Curie. She she's amazing. She's She's what feminism should be remembered as, mm-hmm. which is lifting other women up and proving that yeah. the fact that I'm a woman means nothing in yeah. terms of what I'm capable yeah, of. And like, and I think the most the most notable thing about her is the pa- fact that she did lift them up. She did. Yeah. She, she didn't, didn't want to be like. She, she wasn't purposely sh- try to keep them below her. Not even that. Not even that. She also like she didn't. She wasn't just in it for herself. She was in it so that people didn't have to fight like she had to. Yeah. People didn't have to prove themselves because yeah. everybody knew that a woman could that do a it. woman could do it. Mm-hmm. And she, she and we're still fighting for it now, but she made it possible for us to get as far as we are right now. Yep, definitely. So we're gonna wrap this up because <laughs> we've gone over two hours. Oopsie. Whoops. So that's all for this episode of Passionately Ugly History. Thank you, Danielle, for picking this topic. Real She's quick. truly a Real quick, Badass bitch. I wonder if like it's partly a game to try to figure out who's saying what at some points. Let us know if you guys can figure out who's who just by our voices. Because I don't think we sound that much alike. But then I hear the recording and I'm like, What's we that sound mean? exactly alike in the recordings. I know, but and you never your voice never sounds the same as when it's recorded. Yeah, I don't think we sound alike. Uh, I wonder if people just imagine you're like shifting seats to see <laughs> changing personalities. I'm really <laughs> actually mentally unhinged, everybody. <laughs> but it would just be you like. Because <laughs> like you just be like, if 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 we didn't talk over each other so much, that would be impossible. Maybe you're just a master at editing. Not clearly not. Which one of us isn't real? Are any of us real? I was gonna say, let's not get into existentialism right now. I can't do it. I can't. What is reality? We're done with this. We're moving on. No, we're moving back. We're going away. Goodbye. <laughs> Close out. Yeah. Thank you, Danielle, for picking an awesome topic and uh, with and dealing with my justifi- justifiable rage to all this fucking bullshit. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at pu underscore history podcast. I usually post memes and political cartoons related to the episodes. We're also on Facebook at Passionately Ugly History Podcast. Uh, help us to be active there because it's fun, and that's where I post all the new episodes when they come up. Um. We don't have a Twitter because I don't want to. Uh, 
If you have any questions, comments, concerns, screams of anguish, please email us at pu.historypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, the, the naming conventions apply that I have described in the past few episodes. You oh, know. also, if you have any tidbits about Marie Curie that we didn't talk about yeah. or that you think we don't know, I'd love to hear them because I always love learning more things about yes, and the I will people definitely that forward them to I'm her. generalizing kind of thing you know like it's yeah. always really cool to be like oh my god she yeah. did that too yeah if like if a physicist or, I a, or a chemist comes in and it's like oh by the way i said chemist this time good job i'm getting better it, it only took two hours um <laughs> but yeah so that if you guys it, i say corrections but also if you have your opinion or you want to be like oh hey by the way i don't have a source yeah but i heard this well and she i'm not gonna a- be aggressive when you don't have a source i just i just don't say i just say don't call it a correction say i've heard this well okay but like yeah but yeah, if you have any interesting tidbits, because I don't, I wouldn't say I'm anywhere close to like a knower of Marie Curie. Yeah. Like this is the most I've learned about her. But I knew she was like a badass bitch. Yeah, and I and I obviously I'm, my I my feel like this should be the badass bitch series. This is well, it's the head. Bitch, uh, yeah, so. yeah, that's why. But I just feel like we said badass bitch a lot. Oh, I mean, they're, they're interchangeable. Let's <laughs> be serious. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously she's not. A physicist or a chemist and i am not a physicist or a chemist and i certainly did not study but we're not semi modern french history so i also don't know a lot about that so that's why i always open up to do you have corrections do you have opinions send them on over i like reading emails and i'm not a mean person yeah. i just sound mean when i'm raging about history but that's the fucking point of this podcast um if you like us tell your friends so they can be our friends we're kind of nice people i mean you're nice. I'm okay. I'm mean, I'm I'm sociable at best. Uh, and Danielle's a decent individual. She's I fun. I haven't killed anyone yet. She's a fun. I think you're fun. You make lots of friends. Um, rate and subscribe on all that bullshit. Remember that introvert thing? Yeah, but you still have like you you still find a way to make friends. You have a few. Sure. <laughs> I'm, now, now I'm s- not upset about it. But now okay. I'm sad. Don't oh, why? <laughs> I'm not. All right, so final question, guys, because we're signing off here. Are you mad you didn't know all of this? You probably fucking should be. Bye. Toodles. <laughs>